Hello there, this is Exotic Minivan, and I want to thank you for joining us for this very special episode. We have worked very hard to get this ready for the start of your 2023 summer season. For years, whenever I would take a trip, I wanted a podcast that would cover most, if not all, of the time it would take for us to get there. But podcasts that are four to five hours long are really hard to come by, so we decided to make our own. Each of us had a hand in hosting a section of the show, and I have to say, the boys came up with some amazing topics for us to discuss. So, without further ado, I would like to welcome you to the Past the Brain Cell Podcast Road Trip Special. Let's go!
Well, guys, we made it. Welcome to the Past the Brain Cell Podcast Road Trip Special. This is your companion for the next four to five hours of your road trip to keep you entertained. We each have an hour that we're going to be hosting, talking about whatever and whenever to keep you awake, entertained, and hopefully keep your mind off of the next 20 miles that you have to not go to the bathroom, even though you have to go really, 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 really badly. And... How far is 20 miles in kilometers? That's a good question. Uh, you should do the math. I, um, pretty decent amount. But <laughs> with that, I am your host, your first host, Exotic Minivan. I will be your second host, Lightfire53. I'm the host with the most, EJ Sleepy. Here for a good time and a long time, I am Winston. Begin air quotes, jazz hands, close air quotes, Wigglesworth. Fantastic. The best name for the best episode. So, before we get started with the, with my section of the topic, road trips. Everyone's been on road trips. Gaming and road trips, that's a thing that happens, right? So, anybody got any fun stories about what it's like to be on the road while being a gamer? Uh, I actually mostly read. Uh, I didn't actually have a lot of handheld systems, so I mostly um, read books. And I, I totally get that. I had... I never, I never had a handheld whenever I really went on road trips as a kid. Um... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get my DS till I was a teenager, and by that point, we weren't really going far. And then by the time I started actually taking trips again, I start. I was driving. Um, but I remember I really, really wanted to go on a road trip for a little while, and to um, to make that happen, I bought this little game. It's a little racing game you probably never heard of called Fuel. And uh, Rad Radberry is his eyes have just rolled out of his head. So, what is special about fuel? The driving? No. Vehicles? Nope. The racing? No. All those things are terrible. What's special about that game is it has a ginormous map. So, I mean, how long do you think it takes you to drive from one corner of the map to the other? Uh, thirty-five minutes. Oh boy, Radberry wishes. Two hours. It took. And I. Two hours. Have sat through all two hours of that painstaking drive. And I loved every moment of it because it's just like a road trip. I put on some music. I just drive straight while crashing in the trees, and it gave me the feeling until you know I was old enough to go on my own, on my own trips. <laughs> so um. Yeah, I guess that's how sad I am. It was great, though. I loved it. I had a Game Boy Color with the little mag uh, the magnifying lens with the lights on it. So every time we were like driving, because we went, we went to Disney a lot when we were growing up. So every time you'll drive during the nighttime, you can't really see, and you're like trying to put the thing near the window so the lights of the highway can hit it and you can see where you're going. 
Yeah. Um, so one day, I don't know what store we went to. I think we went to a thrift store. And there was like little attachments for the Game Boy Color. And at that time, I was playing Pokemon Yellow. And yes. yeah, I used to like sit in the back while I had my, my Game Boy Color plugged into the, the outlet because I didn't have any freaking batteries. It was fun until, you know, when your brothers break the light. So then now you have no magnifying glass and no light. So yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, man, those Game Boy Color days. They're they're rough. I mean, it was really fun, but like if it was too dark, you couldn't see it, and if you played it mm-hmm. outside, you couldn't see it. It was yep. just beautiful. You just couldn't see it. It's basically what know, it is. You want to know as a quick divergence, I guess. Um, you know where I got my Game Boy Color from? My oldest brother got a Game Boy Color, and I was like, "Dang, I want this thing." I went to our elementary school, and there was this fifteen-year-old kid in a black hoodie. Uh, that was just sitting there and he was like hey kid and i was like yeah he's like come here for a second and and i did i i went that way and he's like you want this game boy and i was like sure and this 15 year old in the black hoodie just gave me this game boy color green one and i it went was home. absolutely stolen probably but i got a game boy color uh shortly after i got pokemon yellow and this will make you laugh soybean um, you know how you start with Pikachu, right? Yep. I was really stupid. I went to Brock. Did not know what the word effective meant. So I would try sh- using Thundershock. That wouldn't work. And so I would just try doing it harder. That didn't work. It just kept saying it's not effective. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and so Brock just kept kicking my ass. And I was like, man, like, why can't I do anything to him? And then, you know. Like a year later, I was like, oh. Ah, okay. Effective means it doesn't work. Okay. Okay. In the Pokemon anime, if you try hard enough and you believe in the heart of the cards, your uneffective move will be super effective magically. Of course. Of course. No, no, that was Yu Gi Oh! Ash would just be like, hey, I'm fending a, a water type. Here's my fire type because I believe in you. Oh, my God. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, that's why I took, that's why I was like, Thundershock, it didn't work. And I'm like, well, Thundershock it harder, because <laughs> it works in the show. <laughs> well, Winston. Just keep going. Winston. Yes. What, what, what have you been doing with road tripping and gaming? Well, even like small little like trips to the grocery store to visit family or anything growing up like i was inseparable from my gaming consoles like i had a psp for many many years that i played um a lot of patapon as i've mentioned before i also had a game that i really liked that was a like a arcade collection like you know how there's those games that like have all the namco classic like dig dug and Pac-Man and all of those on like mm-hmm. a on a disc yeah, or whatever. Coliseum. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, though that's not what I had. I had for Taito. Uh, Taito was the company that made Space Invaders, mm-hmm. and it was all of their games. They had some really out there, real bizarre games. And in this collection, they also had a few games that they kind of like remastered or like like more or less remixed for the PSP with like updated graphics and stuff. 
there's this like ninja one that was super cool and they made an updated PSP version of that and it had like a story mode and it was actually kind of long and I'm surprised that it was able to fit in this disc with all of the other games. Um, they had their like equivalent of Super Mario Brothers, which is called the New Zealand Story, which is about like a kiwi, like the bird. <laughs> <laughs> that lives on an island of a bunch of other birds and like a giant walrus like kidnaps all of them mm-hmm. and your girlfriend so you have to like fight through a few levels of bosses in order to like get to the walrus and get your girlfriend and all of the kiwis back I loved that one I was real shit at it uh, for a very long time I don't know if I ever beat the final boss it's like half as long as Mario, though. Like, Mario is usually eight worlds. Like, I think 8-4 is Bowser in the original Mario yeah. game. I think 4-4 four, four is where you fight the wal- the walrus and the game ends. So, pretty short. But, yeah. Yeah, love, love, uh, when I'm, when I'm not the, uh, driver, I love to passenger princess and do literally anything but look at the road <laughs> to help pass the time. I second that. Yeah, um, I guess. Actually, yeah, when we when we went on the last, road, I, I, yeah, I this did. will be our I'm last story before we move on. But I think now would be a good time to talk about when me and Winston went and met Soybean for the first time. So, Beautiful. me and Winston are our IRLs, as we mentioned in the first episode. Lifefire lives in Canada, and we do not. Soybean, on the other hand, um was stationed in Missouri and we are in Kansas and we're like, huh, Fox. you know, we already, we already, I know. I, give me a I break. Know. <laughs> so Soybean was stationed in Missouri because he is in the military yes. and we were planning for like weeks. Cause I was like, well, it's kind of far. Cause it was like four hours. It was a trip. It was, it was a trip. Um, just one day, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we need to meet Soybean. He's leaving in like three weeks. This is our chance. So Winston and I um, hopped in my car, drove four hours down there. Um, on the way, we stopped at a gas station. They had live minnows just sitting there in a, in a big water tank, and everyone was staring at us, and I felt very uncomfortable. And I was like, yep, seems about right. <clears throat> so we made it to the town. Meet Soybean. I met Soybean. I can't talk. Soybean, what was the first thing we did when I met you? On the hood of a car, spread eagle, we arm wrestled. We arm wrestled because he's in the military. Spread eagle? Because <laughs> like, he's in the military. That's, you, that's not how you arm wrestle. Their cheeks were wide open, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, they were because we were we arm wrestled totally fairly on the hood of my slanted car. And, um, He's in the military and I deliver packages and I'm like, there can't be that much of a difference. There was a difference. There was quite a difference. It turns out, uh, when you have to do basic training and just keep up on not being a slobbering fat pile of shit, uh, he kicked my fucking ass and I was like, yep. He, he, he looks a lot stronger in person than he does in pictures, I, I gotta say. Um, we went to uh, Waffle House or Diarrhea City. It was Diarrhea City, yes. It, it was not good afterwards, but um, 
they gave me, they hella made fun of me because I ordered chocolate milk like a big boy. Um, and I gave them tons of shit because they ordered scrambled eggs. Ugh, worst decision ever. Isn't that the only way that you like eggs? <laughs> I love the egg scrambled. Like that's the only way. Or sunny side up with hot sauce. Over hard, man. Like the next level. Like I'm still like a I'm like a teenager now, not a child. I don't know. That chocolate milk gave you away. Nah, man. That chocolate milk totally helps me for the next bit that we're gonna talk about. So, soybean. No, soybean know of a local bar. I'm pretty sure it's the only bar slash club in the entire town. This is a very small town. Uh, we get in. It is Missouri. There's, yeah, there's some pool tables. I hate pool. I suck at pool. But they're like, <laughs> nah, man, you need to play pool. So soybean is totally kicking my ass. I cannot, for the life of me, sink a single ball. I can't do it. And I'm getting discouraged and upset. Winston pulls me aside and goes, you know, there are some ways you can still win. Like, if he happens to sink the eight ball, and at that moment, so it means sink the fucking eight ball. <sighs> so and, bad. It was so bad. And um, I was very upset because it was um, Winston would play winner, which meant I had to play again. So we played again. I started actually sinking some balls. Uh, and um, the game got very close. We were both down to like the last ball. And we were just like shooting the ball back and forth for like 10 minutes. And uh, somehow I, I sank the last ball and won. Um, yeah. Tried singing to a live performer. That was very bad. Because uh, he did not play the song the way I knew it. And that just threw me off and fucked me up. And I embarrassed myself in front of like forty people, and then we played darts. It was fine. So I mean, it was actually it was pretty good. I actually oh. liked it. Oh, thank you. So I mean, <laughs> what happened when we played darts? <laughs> um. So in the game of darts, it's all about finesse, and it exotics finesse is interesting because it looked like if he had some type of like anger issue he was trying to relay and he he was throwing i mean let me rephrase that because throwing sounds light why he chucked like full you know full speed fastball here with a curve at the end humming it near the men's bathroom, by the way, because that's where the dartboard was magically standing. Like, that's not going to hurt anybody. That's, that's bad design. That's not me. That that's was a no, not, at, bar. not at all. But it was, some, it was funny because he comes out, this guy comes out the bathroom and Exotic comes one by him. He's like, is he okay? And we're like, yeah, no, he's fine. It's just like him just pulled, like grabbed it like if he's choking something and then like chucking at the wall. And it, it was crazy because he still won with anger and everything. Yeah, he was pitching them things like softballs. Oh, you won against me. I lost no, by one you... point because I, uh, I, if I tried to aim, I wouldn't even hit the board. So I just chucked it. Chucked I got it down to one point, the and then I was like, well, shit, now I have to aim for the one. And um, Winston actually took it and won. But um, yeah, I, lost. I don't know how to throw a dart. So I just chucked it like a baseball. I broke three darts, I think. Yeah. I'm shocked they didn't kick you out. 
Well, I mean, they're plastic tips. If they would use metal tips, it would have been better. But that's that's on them. That's their fault. I it's didn't do anything. Probably like because of the dartboard is right beside the bathroom. Yeah, poorly placed. Poorly, poorly placed. That's a hundred percent on them. That is just. But Winston took that one. Um. Yeah, and that was about the end of our night. It was like almost midnight. We're like, oh geez. So we went back to the hotel. Next morning, we had breakfast, said our goodbyes, and soybean grinned as he realized that he would never have to see us again. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> lies. 100% you didn't even want to go to breakfast. Slander. And then when you finally went to breakfast, you were like 15 minutes late. Listen, listen. When you live the life I live, you question some things. And you questioned the, the what was it? We went to Route 66 Diner, was that? That's mm-hmm. what it was called? And mind you, I've been there for months at that point. I was already there. there. I think it was never been there. And I'm like, man, I don't know. That doesn't really sound like Waffle House really wasn't. Our waiter had, or the lady who checked us out had blue hair. That's the only thing I remind her, like remind me of her. It was her hair color. And I was not batting a thousand after that night. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, is it a smart idea to be going to another diner after Waffle House? And no, we went. It was actually pretty good. The food was actually really good, to be honest with you. I'm not even going to sit here and lie. I, um, so I even was, was giving her some eyes, and I was like, you should totally go for it. And he's like, I ain't going for no Missouri woman. Hell no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't do that. You don't, the guy you don't from do that. the guy from Philadelphia thinks Missouri women are are he's too good for them. I wouldn't say too good. It was just more like you live so close to a military base, you know why they're talking to you, and <laughs> it's a really high chance is because they think they're going to get some type of medical benefits or a child out of you, and uh, that factory's already closed down. So you know you ain't getting nothing out of me at that point. So you just do but, it freely, and it's no big deal. Yeah, no, yeah, it's like throwing knowing like the world is a gigantic net and anywhere you throw you can't break anything right <laughs> and then just tell them to find you on feetfinder.com yeah feetfinder.com again this is our biggest sponsor feetfinder.com if you get lost in the sauce and you don't know what to do with your life feetfinder.com feetfinder.com so thank you guys for sharing it's time for your first hour of the Pass the Brain Cell podcast road trip special, Excel Like Me and Van Edition. I told her way up yonder past the caution light. There's a little country store with an old coke sign. You gotta stop in and ask Miss Bell for some of her sweet tea. So, I thought of a very funny idea. We were all born in the 90s. I think, unless soybean, you're like 40 years old. I don't know. 93. 93. Okay, cool. Um, Easy old man of the group. Yeah. 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 My so back hurts. The exotic is the baby. No, I think Winston's younger than me. Yeah, I'm the youngest. Um, so, so I thought, because I, I've been listening to Spotify, like always, I started... I uh, they came out with this new feature where there's basically an AI DJ that'll just play music based on like they'll play stuff you like and then stuff based on what you like. And I heard a song 
by Third Eye Blind that I never heard before. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And I was like, you know, they're kind of just a 90s. They weren't a one-hit wonder, but, you know, like beyond their first album, there wasn't much. So I started looking into 90s one-hit wonder bands. And based on the kind of music that each of you liked, I gave you all an artist um, and had you listen to their most recent album to see if it held up to the wonderful hit or in some cases because i did bad research uh two or three hits um to see if it held up to any of those hits so the way we're going to do this is we're going to go from the most recent album to the oldest uh that way soybean can go last because his is really funny i'm very excited. <laughs> I would not I would not say that at all, but sure. So the band that I picked, um, who I guess had like two or three hits because of bad research, was Toad the Wet Sprocket. The one hit that Ooh. I knew of being All I Want, which my son absolutely adores. Um they came out with Starting Now, which was released in 2021, pretty recently got 10 songs on it um something funny about this i listened to that album then listened to the album fear which had all i want on it and then i ended up listening to their entire discography i really like this band (laughs) (laughs) it is the most chill music like it is my definition of a lo-fi band like none of their songs i think the there's only two songs i don't like in their entire catalog and they're both on starting now So, I'm going to just do a quick synopsis of starting now. So, uh, the first song that they have on there is called Game Day. This song is a fucking banger. (laughs) I legitimately have this saved on my my playlist. I listen to it almost every day now. Um, It's just about some game day. I don't really know. Um, the first verse is very relatable. Some nights I can't sleep at all. My mind races and the time just crawls, but day breaks like it always does. Another chance to feed the fear or live the love. Totally get it because I can't sleep either. Um, it's just so strange because the first time I listened to it, I didn't think it was that big of a, I was like, oh, kind of whatever. But then the second time I listened to it, I was like, holy shit, this song is fucking amazing. I just kept listening to it, listening to it, listening to it. And the worst part is, on Spotify, it's not even the most popular song on the album. It's, like, the third or fourth. So, um, you guys ever have a chance to listen to it? Game Day. Very, very good song. And it totally carries the Toad the Wet Sprocket spirit. (laughs) Second one we have on here is um, Transient Whales. This is their acoustic-heavy song. Um, I don't really have any idea what it's about, but again, it's kind of a low key, um, acoustic song pretty much. I, I miss calling someplace home. I miss thinking, um, I miss thinking I could know where I would, would spend my final days or plant a seed and watch it grow. I don't like waking up alone. Don't like cooking meals for one. I miss the chaos and the noise, the family work that's never done. Oh, okay. So he, he's, he's sad that he's alone just like soybean will be in a few years most likely 100 percent. once my daughter gets old enough like that's it like my life is literally surrounded by her yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah transient well is pretty good 
um kind of a kind of just a low-key acoustic song it's pr- it's pretty good uh i'd say a medium tempo because they kind of change tempos obviously but um because i kind of have an opinion on that song number three the best of me featuring michael mcdonald Starts off as an acoustic song, and you're like, oh boy, we have another one. But then the band comes back, and I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. The whole band's back. Um, looks like, based on the lyrics, it's a love song. So, you know, that's cool. Um, she make, She's, uh, let's see, blah, 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 blah. Oh, she says, baby, we got all we need. Don't you worry about a thing. Make it through. I'm giving you the best of me. He's giving, he's giving her the best of him, and that's good. Um, song what sounds pretty. Huh? What is the best of him? Hmm? I don't. Michael McDonald is the best of him. Probably like the best version of himself, attentive, you know, loving, caring. Yeah, better. better but than I was making being. a sex joke. <laughs> I considering know, right? what I had, <laughs> considering yeah. what I had. <laughs> yeah. And I know I'm. I seem like I'm kind of rushing through this. Even besides our, yeah, but like of the four albums, this one. I don't want to say it's boring because it's not. But, like, there's not too much funny about it because, for the most part, they actually like it sounds like the band. You know, they haven't changed their style very much. Like they have, but not not as much as some of the other. Oh boy, I listened to all of your albums, by the way, except Soybeans. I couldn't finish yours. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, and I had to, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. You're the best. Um. Song number four, starting now. This is the title track. Um, this song's pretty good. Um, the only problem I have with it is something I realized with music is that's all the chorus is. It's just starting now. Starting now. Starting now. And I'm like, mm, okay. Like, feels a little lazy in my opinion, but it's the only thing about the song I don't really like. This is the most popular song in the album, of course. This was their, their single. Um, but I mean, besides, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty quick song, pretty good. Um, but you know, besides the, um, besides the chorus, which is kind of lazy in my opinion. Uh, number five here, we have Lantern Light or In the Lantern Light. This is a really beautiful love song. I have listened to this many times outside of our assigned, um, our assigned listening, um, this one I I call it more like a country song. Um, if you replaced uh the main singer with like Luke Combs, uh, it would still work. Um so I mean it's um let me look up the lyrics real quick. Bah, 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 bah. Uh and in the fucking and in the lantern light, the flicker of the flame, you have never been more beautiful. I wouldn't change a thing. Give thanks for every day I came home to you. Sounds like a country song. Sounds like a love song. And you know what? That's how I feel about you, Kyla. Love you. Mwah. Aww. Yeah. So, in the lantern light, probably my second favorite song. Uh, number six, we have Hold On. Uh, this is one of those really, um, in my opinion, kind of low-key. Like, the song is good, but kind of forgettable. It's fine. Um, I'm reading the lyrics. Hold on to what matters. So just hold on to what matters. It's not hold on a second, bitch. It's hold on to what matters. So <clears throat> hold on pretty good. It's kind of the, uh, I'd call it mid-range of Toad the Wet Sprocket. 
in general. Just kind of like a, it's a song and it's fine. Song number seven, Truth. Um, the truth will always surface. The truth will bring the light. The truth is always changing. The truth does not take size. He says truth a lot. Um, truth is we might not make it. Truth is we had our day. Truth is the world. We, the world won't miss us when we have gone our way. Um, another love song, I guess, you know, they're going to go get, um, what's it called when you just go to the courthouse to get married? Yeah, they're doing that probably. That's what it sounds like. like Elope or something like that? Eloping, yes. They're going to elope. That's what truth is about. (laughs) They're going to elope. Um, as I said, a little bit forgettable. I think, um... Hold on on Spotify is actually kind of popular. Truth is not. Truth has the least amount of plays. So I guess in their uh, in their opinion, it's in, in the people's opinion, it's the worst song based on plays. Um, but it's actually the next two songs are the only two I don't actually like. Uh, number eight is slowing down. Uh, they slow down. They slow down the song. That's not the problem. It's the lyrics. You know how I mentioned in Starting Now, I hate when you repeat bullshit? Um, Here is the chorus. I'm getting better at slowing down, at slowing down, at slowing down. I'm getting better to hear and now, to hear and now, to hear and now. Don't do that shit. It's repetitive and it sucks. Like, I get repeating a chorus line, but, like, you're literally repeating two or three words and it's gross. Um. I mean, it's it's fine, but it's just not my favorite. Number nine, Dual Citizen. This song I actively do not like. It's the only song that I like. Slowing down, I could listen to. Dual Citizen, I cannot. It's terrible. You know, um, they put in this weird 90s drum beat, like from a 90s drum machine. And I can't describe how it sounds. Like, if you listen to it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um... It just sounds like a '90s pop group, but only for the only for the drum machine. So they have the acoustic guitar, still the same style singing, but just with this weird '90s pop drum. And it distracts me for the whole song, and I'm just like, man, it's just that was a decision, as Lightfire would say. That was a choice. <laughs> um, wasn't the biggest fan. And then the last one on here. Uh, song number 10, Fever. Um, they probably have a fever or something. Something about crying children. I'm just kind of... Yeah, it's a five-minute song. Name of Fever? Yeah. Um, I, I can't really see what the song is about. Yeah, it's, I'm so great at this. I, in case you guys didn't know, I didn't take notes. That's my bad, even though I'm the one that came up with this. Um, fever's a five-minute song. From what, what I remember, it sounds pretty good. Um, it's like the third least, no, fourth least popular song on the album, according to Spotify plays. Um, it's, it's fine. It was a fine way to end the album. Um, so overall, I think that it actually does keep the spirit of the band. I think overall it actually is a pretty good album. I would recommend listening to it if you're kind of, uh, if you're into 90s alternative, because that's basically what it sounds like, it's still 90s alternative in 2021, 2023. Um, but I'd give it like a probably just because of the 
bad songs, I would I'm probably gonna knock it down a point, so seven out of ten. But like even then, like the mid range songs, even though ones that are kind of forgettable is still pretty good. You just, it's just kind of something you put in the background and just chill out and listen to. But shout out to Game Day and In the Lantern Light. Game Day is a banger. In the Lantern Light is an amazing love song. And I love it. I was given the album Snapshots by the band Nine Days. Uh, hey, Lightfire, what's a song by uh, Nine Days? Oh, I honestly <laughs> don't know. Who is Nine Days? I've never heard of this oh, band uh, before. Let me, let me tell you a story, I guess. Is it about a boy who eats a yes. fruit and becomes made of rubber? Yes, 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 actually. No, it's um, the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Um, that's that's their one-hit wonder. So, Snapshots was an album that Spotify says is from 2016. I personally don't believe that. Um, if it is true, they just decided to tack that song on to this album as well, just to, you know, <laughs> filter space and make people be like please god remember us yeah we did we did that one song we did we we the the that the the one the one yeah i straight up straight up like i didn't even listen to it whenever it hit the album like as soon as i got to that part in the album i was like cool next song and then it looped back to the first one i was like i'm done cool i'm done but i had already like listened to that song earlier in the day anyways so like that's kind of why i did it what were you gonna say there exotic i'm sorry i'm just um so I have because I'm on the I'm on the computer so I can see how many times each song is played. So uh, keep in mind, um, the last song on the album, it they he's not joking. They really put absolutely story of a girl on here as the last song on the album. Here's how many plays. Uh, so the song, the ninth song, I won't give the name away. The ninth song has fifty four thousand plays. The tenth song has sixty six thousand plays. The eleventh song has thirty one thousand plays, and story of a girl has seven point eight million. <laughs> One hit. For real. Only yeah, two so... of these songs break the 100,000 mark. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm, yeah, you, you're going to have to tell the stats for each of these songs for me because, like, would I, like I would appreciate it. And I'm curious to know because I can tell without you naming which ones only have 30,000, which ones only have 30,000 views or plays. Okay. Uh, let's go into it. So the first song, obsolete. Uh, actually, no. We're gonna do general observations. Please tell me you noticed the same thing about this album that I did. I'm really well, uh, I guess I guess we'll uh, we'll figure that out. But for, first things first. Uh, general observations. Whenever I searched this album up on Spotify, there was two different versions. There's the original snapshots, and there is the retouched version, which I believe just adds some like bonus tracks, b-sides, and uh, remixes. I was like, huh, I don't know which one I'm supposed to listen to. So I was like, I'll listen to, I'll listen to the first song on the album, 
and I will determine from there if I am going to sit through all of these B-sides and remixes and whatnot. After listening to the first track of the album, Obsolete, I decided, no, I am not going to be sitting through that. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. I, did, I, didn't know there was a, I didn't know there was a redone version. So, yeah, it was just I, the I, original. I am, I am curious now, so I might go back and listen to some of these. Uh, I, I probably will, though, let's be real. But anyways, um, general observations, I can tell... Like after listening to this album, I was like, "Yeah, no, they're they're definitely a one-hit wonder band." Um, that that that's some sometimes that's all you need, you know. They probably sell out state fair bleachers or something somewhere. Um, if on the off chance nine days listen to this, I I you know I did overall have a good time with the album. I think um, there's a few songs I'm undecided on. There's quite a few more I straight up have a disdain for, and a couple that I did really enjoy. But <sighs> their lyricism is the first thing for me. Their lyricism, I I don't know. It's it's corny. It's it's very it's very tacky, and not in like a not not in a camp way. Like I don't think that they. I like I think that the lyrics they are writing they genuinely think are like very profound and very deep. And it's very like sing songy, like it, it yeah, reminds me of some of the bullshit love songs. All of them. So yeah. So <laughs> but I think can I can I ask the... real quick? And I don't mean to interrupt, but I don't know where else to bring this up. I need to know if you noticed the same thing I noticed about this album. What'd you what notice? genre would you classify this as? God, like country rock, like Right? This is country music. Two thousands. Two. It's this is this is a country album by a rock band. It's crazy. Is it, is it really considered like an actual country album? The the genres. So if you look at some of the more mainstream, they consider it rock. But I found a website because I don't remember the website. But you know, if I find it on one source, it means I'm right. That classified this album as rock alternative, folk, and country. And I was like, yeah. okay, because I heard country. First 11 songs were all country, and then this is the story of a girl. <laughs> well, there, there's a few that are definitely like, there are a few that are definitely alt rock, just kind of light alt rock. And then, yeah, there's a lot that's like, it's country. Not even <laughs> like, this is a country album. <laughs> there, there are a few that are pure country. Absolutely, and then um, there are some that are like country rock, that kind of like a big, big and rich kind of thing, or like a lot of modern country is country rock, I'd say, where it's really just rap with an acoustic guitar. But yeah, overall, lyricism did not sell me. Um, very, 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 like, dude was trying to write Shakespeare um, with his love sonnets in this album and they came off as the poems that my aunt asks me to write her every mother's day um which <laughs> is more of a diss to me than it is to him i promise but <laughs> oh damn which my aunt, my aunt and to I'm be fair my aunt said that like she loves every single poem i've ever written and like you know but 
I don't know. Regardless, let's go into like the track by track thing. So the first track was obsolete. Um, the the basic premise of the song is, uh, I don't know. We used to like use cassette tapes and vinyls and CDs to listen to music. Who knows what the future's gonna bring? Except for the fact that I love you. And like, this dude's lyrics are dated even for if the album actually came out in 2016. Like, really, really dated. And the thing is, Shakespeare has, like, five or six sonnets that express this exact goddamn sentiment, and it's existed for hundreds of years and, like, is actually good. So the fact that somebody did it better, like, hundreds of years before him is just kind of disappointing to me. I don't know. I I thought that song was mid. um, Very corny, very cheesy. I was like, okay, uh, whatever. The closest thing to like actual rock that the album has to offer with the exception of uh absolutely the story of a girl is probably the second track which is mona lisa smile how much uh did that have uh this was not counting story of a girl this is the most popular song on the album with one hundred and twenty-seven thousand plays as it should be this feels like the script this feels like cold play like the the lyrics are still kind of corny here, but I did not give a shit because the um, instrumentation, the production, the mix matched it. Like it it felt like it, it felt like the like I said, like the script, very early Coldplay, like that kind of like yellow almost. Um, and yeah, that's probably one of my favorite tracks on the album, and one of the very few I can actually say I enjoyed. And I'm just gonna leave it at that like if you take anything from this album to listen to other than the one song you already know by them i would i would give mona lisa smile a listen i really enjoyed that one sure make sure you're a country fan because i'm not joking this is a country album (laughs) oh like i said mona lisa smile is more cold play than it is country cold play yeah i got i picked up that vibe too but um the rest of them besides of course story of a girl it's all country. So we're at the point in the album, with the exception of Absolutely, where Spotify stopped telling me the lyrics for the songs <laughs> because they just don't have them. Which is really funny because Obsolete, it had like the fancy thing where it follows the song as it's playing for the lyrics. Mona Lisa Smile had all the lyrics in a dump that I had to scroll myself and then Greenlight and the rest of the album except for Absolutely. I... Did not even bother looking them up. Um, Greenlight okay. is your first. Spotify gave up. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Um, but I guess third song, by the way, fifty-eight thousand plays. Quite a drop off. Yeah, I mean that's. I would say this one's appropriately uh, rated by people. It's very country rock. Um, almost sounds like a worship song, like a like that you'd hear in a church. Um, it was all right. There's a lot of wailing on this one. I'm always a fan of wailing, but that's probably the th- main thing that the song had going for it. I know wailing is illegal, right? Oh yeah. Uh, next one. Beautiful thing. How many did that have? Forty-three thousand. Ugh. We're on a steady drop off. I'll tell you when we get to the lowest, um, because you're. Yeah, not there yet. Beautiful thing was my like 
probably second least favorite song on the album, if I'm being honest. This one sounds kind of like Ras, like a mix of like Kid Rock or like Rascal Flats a little bit. Though, I I would say like the the beat. The the beat of a Rascal Flatts song with the lyricism of Kid Rock because Kid Rock can't write for shit. Snapshots, fifth song. 58,000. Fifth, good, yeah. Snapshots, the title track of the album is actually pretty good. Um, this one is probably right under Mona Lisa's Smile for me on the album as my second favorite um, and actually, I forgot that one did have the lyrics, and I think it even had the like little yeah, it has the scrolling folly, so it has enough plays to actually deserve having the lyrics. Well, it's the um, title track, so I'd hope so. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a it's the title track. Uh, basic premise of this one, because I actually like this one enough to give a premise, is basically just like, hey, live your life, and uh, someday you'll look at the snapshots, like you know, just. So make the most of your love and all of the things Look at this that photograph. uh <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and yeah it's basically just like you'll always have your memories just like try to make plenty in the moment you know like don't 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 waste your life that kind this of thing this album sounds concerningly wholesome compared to what i got <laughs> oh man i was going to say the watchword the watchword for for a winston's album is country the yeah. watchword uh, for Lightfire's album is lyrics. <laughs> con conspiracy. Uh, sixty-six thousand. Really? Yep. Well, uh, I guess this one's a lot more upbeat. One. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. The only thing that I remember about this one is he references Michael Jackson, and I was like, "What the fuck? Where did that come from?" <laughs> oh yeah. He did. I totally forgot about that. Freak. Yeah. Like and a song Michael called Jackson. Conspiracy, so that's cool. Yeah, I was like, huh? <laughs> and then, I like, I almost looked at the lyrics then, but I was like, eh, it's not worth it. Yeah. Two hearts too big. 32,000. Good. This <laughs> one... Big. is the only song not only in this album but several albums it might be one of the only songs that has ever knocked me out genuinely this song is a bore i fucking <laughs> fell asleep within the first 30 seconds of this song and was jarred awake by the next song i I'm going to use this song anytime I need to fall asleep real fast from now on. This is my new melatonin gummy. I'm glad <laughs> that I have something that I can do to, like, make myself fall asleep real quick. But it sucks that it came from a one-hit wonder album. <laughs> Two straws. 110,000. Yeah. This one is what I was talking about earlier, like rap with an acoustic guitar. He's out of nowhere. He has like a real 
real low growl where he talks like this. And he just like his yeah country yeah his 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 range is all over the place too because he'll go from that real low to like I'm up here. Um, (laughs) Lyrics are nothing to write home about. It's fine. I was intentionally just (laughs) twanging on his voice. No, like I think you went so high that Discord couldn't recognize that you were talking anymore. (laughs) Surprise! It was incredibly funny. funny. Yeah, surprised the guys might kept up with it, man. Oh, interesting. Because that's not even like the highest in my range. Yeah. Oh man, you know what? And this is how I felt when I was listening to your album. I was laughing the whole time. That's it's amazing. Great. So, like, if I hit like a certain dec- decibel range, it just like mutes me essentially, or like I cuts guess. me off. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's see if I can like quietly hit my highest note. Nope. Uh, <laughs> if I do it nothing. quiet, it mutes it faster. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so the song go. number nine is Star. It's got fifty-four thousand not... listens. <laughs> I'm I'm not there yet. Uh, just finishing up on two straws real quick. It's got the same like overly silly and corny lyrics as obsolete. Uh, it's I don't even know where to begin with it. Actually, the chorus is ridiculous. Well, it's good enough to it's be like the third two straws and a sh- yeah, two straws <laughs> and a shake. I mean, I like it. It's just like it's kitschy, very kitschy. Mm-hmm. It's also a very, very stereotypical love song. How many times do people actually share a milkshake? No, right? this is, it's a soda. It's a soda, actually. This is America. We don't drink milkshakes here. It's soda. Uh, oh, he talks I thought about, you said it was two straws and a shake. Well, it's what? not 1950 anymore. He he does mention a shake at one point, but the actual chorus is two straws uh, in a two liter and you and me. Oh, so he's drinking bread right in the two liter? That seems significantly more redneck, I'll be honest. It is less romantic, suddenly. Straight out of the tap, I know. it's Yeah, it's something else. Uh, star. 54,000. Yeah, this one is him, like, just reminiscing on the future, being like, hey, we're going to have kids someday, and they're going to look up at the stars in their bedroom when they're supposed to be going to bed. And, yeah, it's... Ugh, I hope this dude's okay. Like, I'm assuming that story of the girl is how he met the person that he, like, is his muse, and he's just, like, the biggest wife guy this side of the Mississippi. No, not this side of the Mississippi. The other side of the Mississippi. I'm assuming he's on, like, the East Coast or something, and I don't want to take that title away from Exotic. Exotic is a huge wife guy and well-deserved. He is a great husband. I can't attest to this dude because he probably makes songs about being in love with her instead of paying the bills or getting a day job. I don't know. If you love me, you can make sure that we can be fed. (laughs) I'm being so mean to this guy. I'm so sorry on the off chance. I think he's a teacher in his off time. Okay. This band is not good enough to exist. But yeah, yeah. you know what? That mad respect, mad respect. Uh, I I apologize for the digs. Teachers are fucking awesome and really, really hard sure. to be a teacher in America right now. So I don't yeah. know. I worked with teachers, and to me, they are the scum of the earth. 
but you know, that's just I work. I physically you watch your mouth because exotic lady is a teacher. <laughs> hey, I mean, okay, let me rephrase that. People from they Philadelphia. Is a teacher. Let's, You're let's, digging let's yourself a hole you can't a, dig out of. What's let's so what's song number ten? People from Philadelphia. So called, so called perfect life. Sixty six thousand. This is another country one. <laughs> sure is. Shocker. This one, he's singing about his imaginary kids again, um, a lot, <laughs> and also just like about maybe the history how, <laughs> or like real life kids. I don't know. Like, I, I guess I should look up if he has children, but yeah, um, he. Yeah, he's just singing about his his. He's just singing about his wife life again, and I guess he's like talking to his friends in this one about like his so-called perfect life. And you'd think that this would be like you know talking about the dark side a little bit, or like you know that it isn't always perfect or anything. Nope. So-called perfect life is you like his friends are like, oh well, you have like a so-called perfect life, and he's like, you're goddamn right. Here, are my kids. Um, lonely enough. The least popular with thirty-one thousand. Yeah, this one's like. It's so slow. Yes, it's the closest that this has to like a power ballad, or like a sad country song. Yeah, I guess the uh, opening lyrics left him. Yeah, the open. It's a classic country song. The uh, opening lyric is, uh, "You ain't calling me, and I ain't calling you." It's a very, um, it's a very sad way to end an album. Well, it doesn't end because right after that we got this is the story of a girl who cried a river drowned the world. He, first of all, so it is photographs. Such... I absolutely love her. When she smiles. It is such a whiplash from this sad country ballad to <laughs> the story of a girl. And it, like it's the original song, so he sounds so different. It's crazy. You know what it this, reminds me of? Is this the first of? instance of this song? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because I was about to say, maybe it's just that uh, it was popular, so they tacked it on at the end of their all their albums. But no, this is the first album this with it on first... it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of like when you go and see a like a tragedy, like Hamlet, or like a really sad musical, and like everybody fucking dies, and you have like the final number, the final scene, where there's like only one person left alive, and it's like you know really contemplative, and you're just like feeling it. You're there in the emotion. You're like, oh. Oh wow! Oh my God! And the lights come off. The lights turn back on, and immediately there's like, I don't know, a fucking pop song playing. Everybody comes out in their costumes. They're all smiling, waving like, yeah. They start ba- like the actors start bowing, like even though half of them just stabbed each other through the gut with swords, like not even fifteen minutes prior. Like that is what that shift between those two felt like to me, um, <laughs> and not in a good, not in a good way. Uh, like I. I actually have a thing about that that I can go into another time. I don't think plays or like sad musicals should have happy bows. Like I think they should be very solemn um, and very serious to keep 
the emotion of what was going on in the play. I think it's ridiculous when people like break the immersion like that. But you know, I guess you're supposed to be going to reality afterwards or whatever. Regardless, um, yeah, just completely and utterly jarring. And this album feels like it came out in like 1996 rather than 2016, which is why I still refuse to believe it actually came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. So overall, I'd probably give it like a five, a six. I think I liked six That's of the songs. Generous. I think I liked. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll give it like a four and a half. There you four. go. <laughs> it's it's so forgettable. It's the worst. It's the worst country album I've ever heard. <laughs> so like, it's. It's no preacher's daughter by Ethel Kane, that's for damn sure. All right. So the we have a story, and yes, it does involve a girl. She does not cry the river and drown a whole world. No. So the band I was given was Aqua. Now, if I was to ask both uh, ex- uh, anybody actually here, uh, if I say Aqua, what's the first song you th- song you think of? I'm a Barbie girl in so a Barbie, Barbie world. Barbie for soybean. Yes. And then. Uh, for our other fourth, third compadre there. In honor of the trailer for the movie of the year coming out today, Barbie directed by Greta Gerwig, yes, I must also answer the perennial classic Barbie Girl by Aqua. Okay, now picture that. So, the album I was given was a Megalomania, which is actually, I think, a 2012? Is it 2011? Uh, it's a 2011, October 3rd, 2011, when I brought it up here. Um, but it is Aqua's 2011 album. Now, I don't think I'm wrong in uh, saying this, but I'm pretty sure Aqua should have stayed in the 90s. <laughs> I don't think they should have made anything <laughs> yep. out past there, considering that their biggest <laughs> hit is Barbie Girl. Now, that said, they have other good songs. Like, I would be hard-pressed to say that uh, Rose of the Red and Dr. Jones are not worthwhile of listening to as well. But either way, I digress. So, Aqua's Megalomania, 11 tracks, 39 minutes, and the first song is Playmate to Jesus. Now, let's let that sink in for a moment, Playmate to Jesus. So, my first notes here, and I just have, like, very um, very rapid notes. Uh, you get to pretty much see my process of thought here. Um, I do wholeheartedly suggest that you go and actually listen to this album by yeah. the end of the, what I what I have to say here, because this is a wild ride. So the first <laughs> song is Playmate to Jesus, and it starts off by having beats, which I have actually listed here, that they're mildly off-putting because they are not in time with any components of the song. So just randomly the song like beats almost like a microwave would. Uh, but it seems very odd since it almost has this good girl Christian kind of religious vibe to it, which is an interesting spring for Aqua because I'm still trying to figure out uh, when it comes to this, when did Aqua become a good Christian girl? Um, but she's talking about how she's, uh, you know, 
uh, out there to play with Jesus. And I'm not sure if she doesn't believe that Aqua is, or if uh, Jesus is an alien because Jesus is apparently out in the stars and she has to uh, fly out past Venus to meet with Jesus. So yep. it's it's very odd. You, you mm. had something like to mention exotic? No, I just said, yep. Like, I, I thought the same thing when I was listening to it. So I was like, is this a Christian album? Yeah, it, it's a very good girl Christian song. And I was like, this is odd, but no, it's, no, no. it's not terrible, but it's not necessarily a good song. <laughs> but he, I was like, okay, well, this say... is... Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. He He did say song. I know you're going to get into this. None of the rest of the album... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're about to get there. So oh boy. keep in mind, this is her good girl Christian religious vibe song, right? How she's about to, uh, she's looking for a uh, playmate to Jesus and that she's going out into space. And again, is Jesus an alien? Because he's out past Venus and such. Um, but either way, it's it's not a terrible song, but it's not necessarily a good song. I wouldn't go back to listening to it. So that was track one. Track two is called Dirty Little Pop Song. My opening note here is when we had the wholesome Christian music for the opening track, the opening lyrics to this one are DJ, DJ on the floor. Who's your sudy little whore? I was like, okay, we're back to the aqua that everyone knows. <laughs> we are going after dark. Uh, so we're back after to the classic hour. sexy aqua or after dark. Uh, the chorus is actually pretty catchy, I'll be honest. Um, I don't mind it all that much. Uh, this song is actually spinning in my head. Uh, good God, that was repeated a lot in that song. Um, but it is classic. Uh, lyrically, uh, though, our album protagonist, because uh, now I found the running theme. Uh, once we got past Good Girl Christian, uh, I found that there was a running theme in this album, which is very concerning. Our album protagonist, it seems to be hitting on a DJ, and she's trying to seduce him, it seems. She's manhunting, and you're going to see that as our theme throughout the song here. Um, but all in all, it's not actually a terrible song. I don't mind it all that much. Uh, I don't know if I would actually put it onto my repetitive, you know, regular listening to music, but it's not terrible. Um, it's definitely not like Barbie Girl or anything, but it is not the worst song on this album. But that's Dirty Little Pop Song. <laughs> the next song is called Kill Myself. Yep. And the opening lyric here, I, or the opening note I have here, this is one of the creepy songs on the album. Our lead singer is now threatening to commit suicide if our DJ from the previous song leaves. She's even saying, please don't misunderstand me when I say I would kill myself if I had to because I want to waste my life on you. So it almost sounds like, you know, she's hooked up with this DJ once and that she's you know, fall in love, and he's like, man, this was just supposed to be a one-off, and she's like, well, I'll kill myself if you leave me. And so, you know, this, this, is, this is creepy, you know, she feels like she's dead when they're not close to her. And so my finishing thought on this is that, you know, she, this man needs to run away as fast as they can. She's gonna do bad things to him, and she's trapping you by playing to your morality. Musically, though, this one isn't actually all that bad. It almost has, like, a pop Taylor Swift vibe to it, I have. Uh, I don't think I'm wrong with that. Uh, I'm assuming Exotic listened to all these songs. Yeah, it was it was a little while ago, but yeah. This this one and the next one were my two favorite. <laughs> so, so that was Kill Myself. And again, it kind of sounds like a pop Taylor Swift, but, you know... Or, or, <laughs> I have concerns with what she's going to do to this DJ. And don't worry, I have theories. 
Uh, the next track is Like a Robot. Now, I have in capital letters, concerningly, uh, this is a song that I managed to hear before. I didn't know it was Aqua at the time, but it was from a co-worker at work who would play this song. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of this song. Um, so this song seems to be a continuation, as our DJ seems to have a very lackluster self sex life to our singer, um, to the point where, you know, they're even taking, like, three tequila shots. She's confused why they're not going to fuck her. And when they do fuck her, they fuck her like a robot. So oh my God. This, Wait, what? this this yeah, <laughs> fucks her like a robot. So I'm imagining that this poor DJ here has uh, is actually not actually attracted to women. He may be gay, but he's also stuck in this relationship. He wants to leave, but she's gonna commit suicide if she leaves. And so, you know, she's he's being treated like an unhappy sex doll, and she is calling him out for it. <laughs> <laughs> this oh. poor man needs to run away, but unfortunately, this is not the case for him. <laughs> oh, so, man. so that's like a robot, and it's just fuck me like a robot, but yeah. throughout like half yeah. the song, and it's it's this album is a gem. You should listen to it. Again, uh, see if you catch the creepy undertones that is laden throughout this song. But yeah, this poor DJ needs to escape. <laughs> After this, though, we have actually what's not a terrible song, in my opinion. Uh, it's called Viva Las Vegas, uh, a very original title. Uh, but this is another sexy song uh, with everything that Vegas is known for. Uh, so to quote the lyrics, dirty mind spinning wheels, chasing girl in high heels, click of the dice, roulettes, uh, roulettes, burning love in our beds. Pretty much, yeah, everything that Vegas is known for. Uh, our protagonist here, she and her girls have gone out to have the night on the town. And our poor unfortunate DJ from the past pair of songs is probably crying, chained to a bed, back in her place in Denmark while she takes our sexual frustrations out on Sin City. Because, yeah, Abba, or, yeah, not Abba, Aqua. Um, but Aqua here is actually Danish, lives in Denmark. So he's probably trapped in Copenhagen while she's uh, taking her time out on uh, Las Vegas. Uh, but the song is actually catchy. Um, the only part I'm not a huge fan of is how she sings out Le Viva Las Vegas, as it really doesn't match the rest of the song. It's really off-putting, but the rest of the song is catchy. But uh, yeah, she's out hunting for her next man. Uh, poor DJ from before is stuck in Copenhagen. <laughs> Following up from Viva Las Vegas, we have No Party Patrol. Now, this one takes a pause in our general theme because I have a hot take here. Uh, get the hot take warning going because I'm pretty sure this is a song about climate change. Are you interested in hearing how this uh, goes? Because I'm pretty sure, to quote some of the lyrics here, uh, they say the, uh, they are, uh, the, uh, they're running out of water, uh, the house is on fire, and the ice cubes are melting because they have no party patrol. So, that is the chorus. I'm pretty sure they're running out of water because, you know, climate change is, uh, you know, the world's in a drought, especially California where Aqua likes to pretend to be because they are actually Danish. But then we also have, you know, uh, the house being on fire. Well, uh, you know, global warming again. Uh, they say some believe gasoline is cheaper, uh, which is bottle, uh, cheaper than bottled than water, mm -hmm. bottled water, which is, again, probably true in California. Um, but as well, the ice cubes are me melting. It's probably symbolizing the ice sheets and the polar ice melting. So I'm pretty sure Aqua is trying to uh, push their political agenda on people. Climate change is a thing, but it's in a party song. 
What are your thoughts on that Sonic? I don't I don't remember it very much. Like after I was still my mind was still blown on fuck me like a robot and I would kill myself for you. <laughs> that was kind of the peak of the album for me, I'm gonna be honest. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> We're gonna get into some interesting ones. Uh unfortunately the next song, um, didn't like it at all. Uh come and get it. Uh our lead singer's gone manhunting again. It's mostly a due to that where she's singing, uh, come and get it, I know you want it. And sorry, they're both singing, Come and get it, I know you want it. And she's like, Give it to me, babe. She's just horny and she's hunting for schlong in a horrible, moral, repetitive manner, and I don't like it. So it's just <laughs> it's a it's a sex song. I'm I'm not a huge fan. I'm just going on from here. The next song here, oh, oh, oh boy. So, <laughs> Sucker for a Superstar. Yep. So this is more After Dark. This is another sexy song um, because now we're having threesomes. I'm pretty sure she's found her man in uh, in Vegas. That's why she was singing about Come and Get It. But they're either having threesomes or she is uh, catching groupies and she's watching her new man have sex with these groupies. Um, our album protagonist oh. has picked up a groupie, and they're singing about how this groupie will do anything she can, like a backstage pass, and she'll give you a hand. She loves to ride in a limousine and goes downtown, if you know what I mean. Uh, I'm positive she's lured this girl in and is watching her have sex with her new boy toy from Vegas and is living vicariously watching. There's no word about her poor souls who's still chained to bed in, po in uh, Copenhagen. But also, the song is not great, both lyrically and musically. Let's not even mention that Agua is not even uh, a musician or band that would fall into superstar territory, which would, you know, ankle to the fact that maybe she's actually stealing other people's groupies to have cuckold sex. Oof. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a song. I'm not a huge fan of this one. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a lot of weird sex songs in here. But don't worry, we are going to go back to like almost Christian girl with sex at this time. Be my savior tonight. And while it sounds like we are going back to Jesus, and Lord knows she needs to find Jesus, he's not at past Venus, and church is free. Um, but instead, our once uh, our male half has used and dropped grippy on the side of a Nevada desert road like a lot lizard. Our protagonist is now worshiping her new man post Clovis. <laughs> Uh, she is proclaiming that she wants to hear the traditional love phrases. I love you. I need you. Uh, well, all the verses about how he's going to uh, rock on the floor like it's a Saturday night. Gonna wham, bam, baby, put your tongue off me. Record on, volume up, lights on, wax off. Come on, get closer. Let me see what's inside of that dress. She's a dirty girl, and she's found a man who will not fuck her like a robot. As for how it is, it's their slow love song of the album. It's not horrible, all things considered, but I am not coming back to listen to this one. Uh, Up next, we got our uh, we are two tracks left before we hit the end of the album here. We have How Are You Doing? Um, I'm mostly at a loss for what was supposed to happen with this song. Um, it seems like they are now fishing for their next victim, which it almost sounds like it's going to be you, the listener. It seems like they're trying to pick you up at a club where they are playing Aqua's greatest hits, things such as Barbie, Roses Are Red, Dr. Jones, just to name a few. I do wish to warn our poor listener, though, that if you do answer the call to action, which is how are you doing, are you ready to go, you will probably end up like their last sexual victims and end up either chained to a bed in Copenhagen or you are going to lift on the side of a desert road in Nevada. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they are, they are hunting for more men, and they are hunting for you. 
Uh, I don't know. Like, how tuned up are we talking? Are we getting fed? I'm I'm picturing this poor man is chained up, unfed, left to sit in his own urine on the side of this concrete room. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not the good kind of chained up. Don't worry, we have a happy ending for our man in Copenhagen. <laughs> your your analysis is so much better than I was expecting it to be. This it is, is amazing. After dark. <laughs> so we have the final song where we go back to Jesus. If the world didn't suck, we would all fall off. Uh, so this is going back to Christian music somehow. Uh, so there's either two ways this can go. One of them is more entertaining than the other. Either she doesn't believe in gravity, since she's a flat earther, or she's singing her goodbye to the poor gentleman she's had chained up to the bed. I'm going to go with the latter. Uh, so right now, it kind of sings that she's going throughout the entire song, like she's trying to console him with lines like, live all that you can, and understand that the world didn't suck, we would all fall off. But it's still reminding him that he will still be a part of her, with the lines like, do you get the way that we're connected, uh, that we are like all like a chain link, uh, how our love we give to each other echoes through our children again. E- either way, she is finally letting this poor man go, but she's taunting him. Oh, you will never escape. Our true protagonist is Free, the DJ from Copenhagen. And our singing suckiness has found herself a new toy from fabulous Sin City. Uh, the song musically sounds very similar to the first. Like, it's, again, a good girl Christian song. But if you listen to any of these Zako songs or, you know, McCray's rant for the past 10 minutes, uh, you'll know that it's all up front. She's looking for groupies, and she wants to drop you off like a lot lizard. <laughs> so that is Megalomania. Uh, what? What would you rate the album? What do you think? Uh depends. Am I rating against Aqua or am I rating against albums in general? Uh, albums in general. Uh, I would have to say that you're probably looking at a solid three. <laughs> oh. A solid three. You could, if you listen to it once, that is good enough. <laughs> There's only like two songs worth re-listening to on this one. Yeah. Oh man. But yes, Aqua is sexy, and they have taken it a turn for the worse. It's almost like being dropped off from fame um, has, you know, resulted in bad things. I'm, I'm going to give a bit of an introduction to this one and why I am sorry. So 90s one hit wonders. I found a really funny one. Really funny. I asked, I asked Soybean, hey, do you like rap? And he sent me a screenshot of what he was currently listening to. He's like, of course I like rap. So our other albums were between 10 and 13 songs, between 30 and 40 minutes. This one has 16 songs, 51 minutes. So, I mean, what did you listen to? <laughs> I'm going to give you the ones that I was, like, able to find because, had, like, hunting this down 
was difficult. Like, even if you Google it now, you can't find every single song that's on this album, which is sickening. But it's Vanilla Ice, WTF. And you would August think... August 2011. What? Didn't you send that? Huh? Didn't you say WTF? Yeah, it was WTF. Yeah. It came out August 2011. Just, just oh, I was going to say, there's another one? Jeez Louise. I was going to say, oh no. All right, I, so this is I was horrible. looking through the songs real quick. I made it to song number seven out of 16 before quitting. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm going to read you the lyrics. I'm not going to read you. I'm not going to go into any detail. I'm just going to, I'm going to just say the song. And then we're just going to go down the list of all the songs. Good Times, Born Halloween, Da Ha Da Ha, right? Mamas and Strippers, Nightmare <laughs> Disco, Cadillac Ninjas, Cooked. Yeah, Cadillac Ninjas, right? That's, that, that, that's a something. That's a something. Rockstar Party, My Way, With That, With That, W-I-T-D-A-T, That, Five four four six, bought and sold, King of Daredevils, Mission, bought and sold a Bishop rap, and burn up or uh, turn up. So, those are just some of the ones that you would sit down and be like, "Oh, it's not that bad." So, I was looking at one of his top songs, and do you want to know outside of Ice Ice Baby, what was his second top song? A different version of Ice Ice Baby. No, you would think that it's that it's that that is right, right? But it's not. The one that is his second most top song from this site is Daha Daha with Cowboy Troy. Mm-hmm. Fucking Cowboy Troy. What a goddamn legend. Cowboy Troy. So <laughs> you think act- you're hot with your <laughs> rap. I'll tell you, I started the crap. <laughs> when you were in diapers, wet in the sheets. This is just this is just the, the starting up, right? Sure, yeah. I wrestle some cattle and sheep. Do you hear how he rhymes? So I, I won't go into like anymore. I'm just gonna say the ambience of the song is. You ever hear someone who hypes their own self up? Like, yeah, you know, I do this, this, and this, and this, and then he hypes himself up. Yeah, I'm a great dude. All right, that's right? this whole album. That's that this vanilla. Whole- in that song, or is that Cowboy Troy? Because Cowboy Troy, I will actually defend a little bit here. Dude was, he uh, unfortunately passed away not too long ago. Um, but he is bilingual, so he raps in both languages and will rhyme English to Spanish and Spanglish. It's fucking nuts. Like, I, I, I will give credit where it is due for Cowboy Troy. That dude no, this is, was this a legend. Is he, oh, he I'm just concerned that we have more cowboy rap. Yeah, he's he's a hog of his own songs. If you really look at it, if you listen to his like the background sound, it sounds like he uses the same like audience, like hype, like the audience, like hyping them up, screaming. Ah! It sounds like they took one girl and then multiplied her voices and then raised the pitch on some of them. So then at that point, it makes it sound like multiple people. And it's not. It's just one woman screaming. Okay. 
So you would think that, all right, you know, let's just read some other lyrics from the other ones that we have here. We have Born on Halloween, which this one kind of drew me off because I'm just like, Insane Clown Posse. I have a lot of their songs. I like their songs. I like the Insane Clown Posse as, as a general. But it's the day that jumps right at you. 10 3 1 the calendar in Texas, like the Chainsaw Massacre. Hills have eyes in Texas kids. <laughs> Where is he going with this? None. Nowhere. You can't. Listening to his songs, you think, oh, okay, that, okay, I, I see where you're going with this. Nowhere. Because midway through the rap, uh, if you want to consider this as rap, midway through the song, he changes completely. Like it, the the flow that he has completely gone. It's it's no longer there. Um, so you you sit down and you ask yourself, okay, great. Um, I'm trying to find the one. I'm trying to find the lyrics. Okay, here's the lyrics to Cadillac Ninjas. This one goes out to all my ninjas. The Cadillac Ninjas. My Cadillac low, riding real slow, riding real slow. He says that seven times, seven times. <laughs> no joke. He says Cadillac real low, slow. riding really slow, seven times. That's the that's the starting at the lyrics, right? So Vanilla Ice says, "When I'm peeping up the block, like the third coast villain, West came Mafia." It's just. I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay, great. Muscles in my trunk, like the ladies real something, slow swerving, like it's crashing. Like You sound it, so dope right now, just saying. So it, it it doesn't. And I'm not trying to make it sound like he's like, oh, that's the way he flows. Like his flow is it it sounds like he's talking, but trying to rhyme. He sounds like Dr. Seuss, but a really poor version of a Dr. Seuss. It's a Dr. Seuss that got raised in a bad neighborhood, and then he thinks because he went to like a a public school area that he can rap, and that's the Dr. Seuss that we got in Vanilla Ice. Like that, that's just his long his his lines here. I'm just I'm trying to see where else. Cause you're in the south, and you know we keep it lazy. Keep my hand sprung just like it it right. That's that's how the lyrics go. So you could have rhymed anything with lazy. You could have said baby crazy you know something else whatever but that's his rhyme like he he, there's no scheme to any of his songs and i had to sit there and listen to this during a workout so i'm not going to pause my workout to like stop listening to it so i work out usually like an hour hour and you know hour and a half and the whole time i'm listening to this i'm thinking in the back part of my head like did Exotic listen to any of this before he handed this to me? Because drawing straws here, I'm not really a big country fan, but okay, I would have listened to a country album. The Sex Robot Lady, I probably would listen to that. I listened to Doja Cat, and Doja Cat is like the epitome of sex. And I would have listened to anyone else's album. But if you had to listen to this, imagine you being locked in a room, no windows, <laughs> and someone plays on the speaker just... This version of Vanilla Ice. No escaping. Okay, so here's another one called Rockstar Baby, uh, Rockstar Party. And this is the one that you can really hear that he's using the same 
audience soundtrack as he's using all the other ones. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that too. He has like a fake audience. Yeah, listen to this. Listen to this. Yeah, we live in Vegas, audience. baby. Right? Listen, listen. This is the audience. I mean, this is the start of the song. Yeah, we listen. Uh, yeah, we live. Uh, we in Vegas, baby. Um, where the party at? It's in the hotel. In the hotel. Rockstar party in the hotel. <laughs> he says in the hotel like in the first two, three lines, three times. <laughs> Three times. You know how I complained in my album that I hate when you sit there and repeat two or three words? This album is full of that shit. <laughs> like, petition the album. Important. Petition, he needs. A quick correction, real quick. I did look it up. Story of a Girl was originally released in 2000 on their fourth studio album. So, no, they literally just did put their most well known song on their fifth studio album which it there's like a 16 year gap there they did do some like lps and some singles in between then but not like a proper uh mm-hmm. album but yeah they he just threw their most well-known song back on at the end of the album to pad the runtime i guess and also be like hey hey remember <laughs> remember that 16 year old song that got some radio got, got me some royalties you wanna you wanna listen to this new album i i promise it has good songs like story of a girl and uh, story of a girl and <laughs> uh, Mona Lisa smile and uh, absolutely have I story of a girl. Were... Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> which is also known as story of a girl. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So he's in the hotel, in the hotel, in the hotel, in the and hotel, this... man, in the hotel. It's just songs in the are intolerable, and they're... most of them are between. Two and four minutes? Two and four minutes. So I'm going to go through... Let me see. Where is it I don't know if you're going to talk about all of them. But I requested... Oh, I I, I will not. I I don't think... I I think the the distress that I had to go through listening to it and, like, the disgust I had. Like, I'm like, wow. So... There's this one part called Disco, Nightmare at the Disco, or Nightmare at the Disco. This song might be one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, all I heard was like, I'm like, all I'm hearing is like screaming and like hollow. It's like a, it's like a really bad, it's, it's like a, I wouldn't even say an up and coming DJ. This is a guy who's probably been working an office job he's in his late 50s he's trying to find a new passion and he heard like a dj one time and he thought i can do that and that's what that sounds like and for me it's just like why like i get it i'm never knocking anyone for changing career paths later on in life because you know you're never stagged don't ever stay stagnant always grow you know never stay one person but if you don't have an ability to do it, don't. Like he even came. Like there's other songs that he has written, uh, Vanilla Ice has, that he's coming at Eminem. Like he said, "Fuck the real Eminem." That makes no sense. Why would you say that? Eminem. If, if you look at, you know, people that are not, you know, black rappers, I guess, right? Who's usually dominating the rapping genre. Eminem stands out among one of them, like all, all of them. You can't really say, if you say, what's the best white rapper right now? Name three of them outside of Vanilla Ice. 
George Watsky. That's, that's uh, copying the I'm charts. Not gonna... Yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Exactly. You can't. You can't do that, right? So fuck the one that. person who's up there, you shouldn't. It's like it's like a peasant throwing a rock at a castle and thinking, "Wow, man, I'm about to take this down. I'm gonna throw a rock at it." And the rock is like yeah. the smallest thing, and it, it's just it baffles me. Where I, I, I'm not the best at things, right? But I, I, I try my best and I always say, hey, listen, you know, I'm not the best at it, and I'm, uh, but here's what I can do. And I give you what I can, which is giving you the, uh, the idea of like, hey, I'm trying what I can. This is what you're going to get out of me. This man believes that he's the shit. Like, no, no joke. Like, he's rhyming on time to make things rhyme. And it's just, and I'm sitting down and I'm like, I can do that. Give me like maybe three or four hours. I could probably write one of his songs. It's yeah, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Like if you if you are a person, listeners here, anyone who's listening, are you if you're like one of those like music snobs that listens to things and say, Oh, it's not always about the beat, it's the lyrics. Listen to this and listen to the lyrics. Just listen to that. And if you're another music slob that says, oh, it's all about the instruments, it's how the flow is, it's the flow of the music. Listen just for the music, because none of the shit makes sense. I think there's a part, and there's a, I forgot which song it was, that is a country song. It's a total country song. You're a rapper. I'm not saying you can't, you can't do that, but if you're going to make a country song, don't put it on a rap album when you look like a thug. Like, there's, you're not, what are you touching? Like, what? it's like you're trying to sell you know freaking sneakers to people who can't walk why why would you do that like you know it just yeah they wear shoes but they really not gonna they're, they're designed to like let's oh, let me rephrase it you're selling rollerblades to people who can't walk you can't there's no point of them having rollerblades yeah they could put themselves on sticks and then ride around and that's what vanilla ice reminds me of Watching someone that shouldn't be doing something do something, and in the back part of your mind thinking, yeah, that looks right. It doesn't. It don't sound right. It doesn't feel right. It's not even rap. He should lose his license. And the fact is, he probably up to this day, Vanilla, if you're ever listening to this, stop. Get help. If you need help, find me. We could sit down. We could talk. We could figure <laughs> out what's wrong with you because this whole album... I had to listen to for an hour and a half. <laughs> really drained me. Like I, I had a sense <laughs> exotic for him to know that I listened to it because I felt like if I didn't, he's going to be like, you didn't listen to it. Oh no, I listened to it. Not only did I listen to it once, I listened to it twice just to make sure I wasn't like being, you know, oh, this is trash. Oh, really cool. you know, never, yeah, exactly. I gave it the benefit of the doubt. And I'm just like, maybe I could find one or two songs. I couldn't find no. one. No, like, they're all bad. They're all bad. If you haven't listened to it, everyone in this podcast, listen to it. See, let me know how far you get before you turn it off and be like, wow, Manny had to listen to all this. That's, that's what I want you to do. I, I challenge you guys. Let me see how many songs you can go through before you want to turn it off and be like, this is horrible. Because if you can make it sure, through, I'll do that. I, I I'll give to mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll just see if I'm crazy. I'll Maybe I'm the only one that hears. Life Fires is hilarious. You will love it. I you might even like get yours. through Winston's. His is good, too. Like, it's it's 
boring, but it's hilarious. Yeah, his lyrics are something else. Overall, uh, I think the consensus is for all of our bands, we can overall kind of tell why, whether it be they didn't have mainstream appeal because their shit was too out there, their lyrics just weren't there, or if they were straight up bad, why each and every one of our uh, bands has remained one or one or two hit wonders. Yeah. Um, so, Soybean, what's your final score? If I can give a negative, if I could, if I, if I was that teacher that will call your parents into the school and be like, what are you doing at home? Because clearly it's not working. It's, it's a I'm zero. Rushing, George. It's 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 a zero. Like, if I can rate it less than that, it's a zero. I I, I will literally listen to a person fart on replay <laughs> instead of that. I'm sure that's out there. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm pretty sure. It reminds me it reminds me of uh, that one episode like a month ago where you said hentai. That was hilarious. God, <laughs> listen. I still can't get over that. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. Every day, I was just sitting down. I was just like, I can't believe it. Was just like, hey, you know what? Slip (laughs) of the century, my guy. A slip? That was not a slip. That was a complete tumble down, like at least like you know, thirteen steps. The type of lady who likes to get it off Pour champagne on her body and hey, it off Yeah, you know she wanna move something With the tight jeans she's wearing and her pissed belly button Dressed so crazy like a pure sex goddess The way she moves her hips feeling straight up erotic Drop it and twist it, shaking your thighs It's like sex and candy on So two minutes before we move on the light fire Um, first thing Vanilla Ice is now a light salesman So I hope that makes you feel better He's giving up on a rap? Yep, it's called Vanilla Ice Lighting. Uh, he sells oh. light fixtures in Florida. So that's good. And Soybean Zero. Our total score for 90s bands transitioning to the now or 2011 is 14.5 out of 40. Ooh, Not good. Feeling great. <laughs> so sometimes, except for Toad the Wet Sprocket, in my opinion, because that band is fucking awesome. <laughs> The 90s band should just stay in the 90s, man. Just, just, just. I do want to say, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to my album, uh, but I am never going back to it. Oh, I will listen to mine again. I loved it. I I would not. It's just. I'm not. Not even drunk, I would listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) But. Theory to the test. Yeah. So, uh, so what's that? Let's move on to Lightfire.
Alrighty, so for this next hour, uh, this is the hour of Lightfire 53. So what I have got everyone to do here is we went and we downloaded one of the free Xbox games for gold for the month of March. So the game that I had us pick was Lamentum. Uh, the reason why I picked Lamentum was that it was looked the most interesting of the three games available. Uh, it's a pixel art game, um, but as well, it's a survival horror game. Um, set in, like, mid-19th century uh, England or something like that. But it says that it's a uh, uh, it takes inspiration from games like Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Now, we have the world's largest Resident Evil fan on this podcast, and I'm pretty sure he, he, at least two of you have played Silent Hill, I want to say. I have. Yeah. I have not. Um. And I know that uh, uh, Winston is also a big fan of uh, pixel art games, things like uh, uh, Undertale. So I was like, this kind of hits everyone's thing. Uh, so to bring up the description here, uh, it says that you need to guide Victor Hartwell, a young aristocrat, on a desperate journey to cure the deadly disease that afflicts his beloved wife, Alyssa. Their last hope resides in the darkened hole of Graum Hill Mountain. Where whose Earl has uncovered ancient secrets and forgotten sciences. He claims he can heal Alyssa, but at what price? Garhill Mansion will open up its doors and immerse you in a world of nightmares where you may be trapped forever. Okay, I gotta so say, naturally, I was like, oh yeah, we should all play this game. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, before we get actually into it, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but from what I saw in the game, what the fuck? <laughs> What does that shit have to do with healing Alyssa? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Well, that so that was the reason why they were there. I they know, there but to... like but like I saw like the first thing, we'll get into it, but like I saw the first thing and I just looked at it and I went, I don't I don't know what this has to do with anything, but okay. Oh uh, sorry, just yeah. <laughs> So that uh, we'll was the game that it. I had everyone play. I told everyone that you should play about an hour to an hour and a half, just to get a feel for the game. I don't know if anyone actually completed the game. Um, I think I may have played the most. I think Winston may be second. I think Winston is in last. I think Soybean's actually second. I got the third. Interesting. And... In terms of time oh, played, thought, yes, did... in terms of progression. Did you play... Did you do a second session, Winston, or am I just being a dick? Because I looked. At I was. He was talking about doing to, a session. Yeah, session. I was going to do one, but I've been busy, so I did not. Hashtag same. No judging. You're within ten minutes of an hour. It's fine. Yeah, good enough. I was only fifty minutes. Yeah. Interesting. All right, so I guess that will lead into how I want us to review this. Uh, I think we should start with. Um, who did not get the most into the game? I think that falls under you, Exotic. I think, I think it you might. were saying. Yeah, I told. So, Exotic, give us your initial impressions of this game. So, this game has the same problems I have with the very early Resident Evils. I'm just bad at these kind of games because you walk into room A to grab item A, room B to grab item B. Room C to grab item C. Item C goes to room A. Item B goes to room D. And then item C goes to some room that you have absolutely no access to yet and have no reason to know where this item goes. And it takes up tons of space in your inventory. 
it's just it's a it's one of those games where you just have to pick up shit and move it and take it to places. Um, so that's one of the reasons I can get very far. The second reason is one that I told Lightfire about, but I would like to give a a quick introduction to how the game actually starts before we get there because it starts the same for everyone. So. As you said, you're Victor. You're sitting on a park bench, and the game tells you to go collect shit. And I was like, oh, sweet, I like collecting things. So I went and I collected the things, and it has nothing to do with anything. Nothing. You have to collect the things before the conversation will like actually begin. Because you got to wait for it to show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You have to collect all the items before you're... I think you're not married at that point. You're just dating, right? Courting. Um, courting, yes. Um, I also made a note that she looks like you, like pretty much exactly like you, but you know, with slight feminine features. <laughs> that just he me? Type. <laughs> I think he does. You better be careful. I don't think you're overly wrong there. Yeah, just that was the first note I made. So, one year later, uh, you are in a house with her. Uh, the first thing you probably did was walk over to the right, and there was a note from your doctor basically saying, or no, I think it was from a relative saying, hey, I hope she's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the mm-hmm. bottom of the room where there's another note from a doctor that says, yeah, she's fucked. Yes, she's going to die. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. Um, you walk into her bedroom where you actually, <laughs> this is just a thing of mine. Um I was playing this game with headphones on, and the sound design in this game just kind of got to me a little bit. Because, like, I know it's so weird, but, like, she, like, coughs, and it gives me anxiety. Because whenever, like, my wife is sick, I'm like, oh, God. You know, when you hear them coughing, um, just gave me that kind of anxiety where I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get sick just from sitting in here. You got to go make her some drugs. Um which you're pretty sure aren't going to do anything, but, you know, the doctor's orders. So you combine some items to make this drug, and you give it to her. Um, And then your wife is basically like, yep, I am going to die. And I'm like, and you're like, no, you're not. There's this one crazy dude who knows black magic or whatever. Quite literally. We all on the same page? Yeah. Quite literally, yeah. yeah. So... You walk into this mansion. The first thing you do is the dude tells you to go to the bottom left, and that's where his door is. So mm-hmm. you check every other door to see if you can go anywhere. That's what I did. Weird note. Um, it never tells you that the door is locked. It always says the door is closed. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> then open it. But nope. Nope. You then eventually go to the bottom left where the dude is like, what are you willing to do to save her? And you're like, anything. And he's like, perfect. <laughs> we'll start in the morning. Okay. Um, your wife says she forgot something, but she isn't sure what it is. Don't worry. I'll go out to the carriage. You go out to the carriage and you pick up a wedding ring and you're like, oh. She doesn't like take off or lose her wedding ring. Um, then you go up to your quarters, and, um, Alyssa is, uh, not, not, not looking so hot anymore. <clears throat> um, she looks, uh, yeah, just not okay. 
Then you get some disturbing demonic imagery. Again, I wore headphones. It's just, ugh, it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start the game. <clears throat> so that's all where we probably all did the same thing. Now to get to the yeah, there's literally nothing else for you to do. Else otherwise. you can do. Yeah. So the reason, the main reason I didn't get this far into this game is because the first thing you do is you pick up an ink ribbon and you're like, and I had that on because I wanted to play this legit. It's like old Resident Evil's where you can only save a limited number of times. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to waste my ink ribbon. So I explore a bit, do some exploring, do some stuff, and then I get out to the main hall and enter another save room. And I'm like, oh, sweet, three more ink ribbons. I don't want to use them yet. I've only got six ink ribbons. And immediately to the room to the right is a room that has statues on either side and then a saber at the end. And I'm like, oh, sweet, a weapon. Because by this point, you've run into monsters. Um, which yeah. kind of have like a sanity thing, which I didn't really understand. It just, I guess it just means you can't run unlimitedly anymore. You have a stamina meter or an invisible stamina meter. Around monsters, yeah, it, it kind of, yeah. it kicks in when you're around them. Mm-hmm. Which I would think it'd be the other way, but what do I know? So mm-hmm. I walked up and grabbed the saber, immediately walked down, and got killed by a spike trap. Yep. Without saving. So it kicked me back to the very beginning of the game. <laughs> this was 30 <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> yep. Now, yep. let me tell you, it took me about a third of the time to make it back to where I was. <laughs> the question is, did you save once you got there? Yes. Oh, I saved a lot. I started using ink ribbons left and right. Every time I explored a new room, basically, I would save. Um, but, so that was the first main reason. But then once I got back to where I was, I had about 20 minutes left. And in those 20 minutes, I just, I, I couldn't figure out what to do. Like, I picked up tons of items, and it was like, oh, this works in a mechanism. And then you walk up to a thing, and it's like, this looks like a mechanism. And I would try every single item that seemed like a mechanism, and it wouldn't fit. And I'm like, okay. So there's obviously something I'm missing. Like, I never got a weapon. I never figured out how to get either weapon, because I think later on there's a pistol. I picked up the ammo, but I couldn't figure out how to get the gun out of the case, because there's, like, a case that it's in. And I'd love to hear how you guys got the weapons, because I never figured it out. So I kept exploring the house, where there are tons of monsters everywhere, and there's absolutely nothing I could do about it. And I was just like, damn. Like, there's too many rooms. I think I got the... I think I got like the lockbox open, like the heart-shaped lockbox. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what was in it. I think it was some other like symbol thing. I don't know. Yeah, it was um, a symbol piece for the symbol puzzle. Yeah, which yep. I I didn't even make it that far. <laughs> a symbol puzzle. This is this is news to me. But yeah, it's just unfortunately, like I can keep track of item A, room A, B, C, but once you start getting all those rooms and all those items, I'm just like, I don't know what's useful. I don't know what I need. Like, something I thought was pretty smart, but it didn't work, was you picked up one of those uh, fireplace, like, pokers, or, like, tongs, essentially. And mm-hmm. I went, oh, this is what you're supposed to use for the saber room, because it's long, and it looks like it would fit. 
I picked up the saber and then I selected the tongs and I, you know, kept clicking and it was like, this doesn't do anything. I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, game. So, that's what I couldn't figure out. But you guys are going to love even more what Life Fire <laughs> couldn't figure out. <laughs> we, we talk, spoiler, we talked about this beforehand just a bit because it was very funny. Alright, so then I think the second longest plate or the second lowest play time then would be Winston. So Winston, how far did you progress? Yeah, so I did get the weapon, uh, the first one, the gun. I also, like many others, grabbed the sword and then immediately died. Um, I had been saving. How did you get the gun? <laughs> how did you do it? So there's... Do you want to know? Yes! <laughs> I would okay, love to so know. There's like... There's like a, you get two pieces of a broken standard or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then family you crest, combine yeah. them. Yeah, the family crest. And then you uh, don't ask me what rooms they're in or like how to grab them because I cannot for the life of me remember. But you combine it and then you put it in the thing, grab the weapon. Um, That's a shame because I think I did though, get that crest. I think I did get the crest and put it together. I just didn't walk back into the room because I was like, oh, I you'll know. Really, I didn't even really use the gun because I was like, oh, well, this might be handy for bosses or something. I instead used the chef's knife. Did you ever get the chef's knife? No, I never got a weapon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I progressed to the basement. A part of the basement. I'm sure there's more to it that I have not yet to explore. Um, and grab the chef's knife. I was in the process of figuring out the rune puzzle, but just got kind of stuck because I didn't have all the runes and could not for life of me figure out where they were. I think I missed a room on the second floor or something like that. It's one of those things that like isn't available to you right away, but then is, and you have to remember to go back. I think I missed something like that. Um, overall, the dialogue in the very beginning I thought was very corny. Um, and also... <laughs> well, we're recording each other? Yeah, of course. It's supposed to be corny. Well, yeah, where they're, yeah it, was, it, was, it was pretty pretty cheesy. Once I got into the game proper, though, I liked the ambiance. I liked all the really cursed paintings that were around the house. Um, monster design and sound design, pretty good. Um, like, I wasn't, you know, like, terrified, but survival horror games also just in general don't usually do it for me all that much because I'm like, whatever, it's not real, it can't hurt me. <laughs> um, so when you add pixels to that, and like my years and years of playing Terraria, which does have some genuinely horrifying scenarios. Um, like the monsters, like, yeah, they made me anxious, I guess, a little bit, but like, they weren't terrible. Um, I looked up a walkthrough to like try and figure out what I had missed. And the reason I had stopped playing um, actually is I found out that the only way to get the true ending of the game actually does involve using some of the items that you grab at the court, like the little court courtship section. Ooh. Yeah, so you, you have to do something with the one of the flowers that you pick, and you have to do something with the coin that you get um, for it. And there's like 
16 collectibles that you have to have throughout the entire game in order to get the true ending. There's four different endings. I watched all four of them so I could talk about them um, if we got to that point. If we uh, want to talk about them, I will give a basic summary of what each of them are. This game does not have a happy ending. Any of them, technically. They're all, f they're all fucking depressing. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of figured. I guess, I guess, since we both, uh, we both made it to the basement again. No weapon. I made it to the basement. There was a room where a guy wants rope. I found a rope. And there's, and I assume with that chef's knife, you could cut the rope. I did not. Again, I had no weapon. So yes, I, I did do that. I didn't find the guy with the rope, but the um, playthrough or like walkthrough article that I was reading told me that there was going to be a guy that was asking for your rope and to not give it to him. Ah. So I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally would have fucked myself because I was like, oh, hey, he needs rope. Okay. I gave it to him. Okay, <laughs> great. Good to know. Good to know. Man, yeah. got, See, so interesting. I got pretty far. I Damn. Got pretty far. To, be, to be fair, I don't, I don't know why that person said it. It could have been like for the true ending or whatever for that playthrough. Don't give him rope. Uh, oh, I will say, <laughs> I, I will say one of one of the endings is you just end the game early. Uh, I know a while back in one of our episodes we talked about the Far Cry thing where if you just wait five minutes, you basically just end the game. Um, as well as like the Cuphead one, where you um, agree you to yes? keep yeah, the, yeah, the finale keep episode. For the mm -hmm. um, yes, yes, that was the finale episode. That was a while back ago, wasn't it? Wow, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. almost a month. Still here for uh, for we continue our hiatus there, but you're also very clicky again. Good to know. Sorry. Um, you make it outside at some point, apparently, like outside the house, and there's stuff to do out there. Um, you can literally just leave. I think it's called the coward ending. <laughs> like, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> like, there's there's four there's four endings. Um, they're called S, A, B, and C. Like, they have longer names than that. I just am not. A coward specifying ending. that yet but c stands for coward and it's basically you just decide to leave your 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 wife there and give up um and i guess once you leave the manor you literally can never return there's some sort of magic protecting you from returning or something like that so he just gets really really sad that he abandoned his wife and probably doomed the world to whatever nefarious schemes our uh, patron has going on well, before and if we learn about the other endings, is that the happiest ending of the four? Uh, and he's still sad, but like overall, it's one of them. Yeah, I would say uh -huh. <laughs> abandoning your wife in a really creepy house with terrible monsters is one of the better endings you can get. That's good. I did not look up the endings, so this is news to me. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh, All right, that brings us up to EJ Soybean. What was your progression with the game? Please tell me about how you gave that guy that rope. So I took notes. 
So I, I took notes. I actually, I, I, I took notes, and I, well, I was like playing the game. Like you know, I wanted, I kind of wanted to give. Like I hated it from like the moment I turned it on, but I wanted to give my like a full effort. And I was like, how long do we need to play? And you know, actually, whatever. <clears throat> so I agree with Exotic. Like at the beginning of the game, where it's just like it's cute. Like you know, it's like a generic like for time to pass in the game, you have to do certain activities. I didn't you know Google anything, so I'm just basing it off mm-hmm. of like experience that I played. Uh, so the first note I wrote down was, why do I need ink to save, right? Where it's just like, it didn't, it's not like an autosave. It's like, you got to go to a room, go to the journal, and then write in the journal, right? Like, That's whatever. just a weird thing from old Resident Evil games. They did yeah. that too. I'd... I mean, I turned it for unlimited because I kind of wanted to be able to, like, I didn't want to go, like, full gun-ho, right? I just wanted to experience it. And then the second question I had was, why was there a limit? Why was there a limited amount of, like, if the game, you die, because I did try to get the saver, right, because it's right there. Um, I did try to get the saver, and then I died, right, as soon as the thing, and then it just kicks you out. <laughs> like you said, it just kicks you out of the game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even give you an option to, like, do you want to continue? Do you want to start over? Or do you want to load a different save? It just kicks oh, you out. Oh, did you fuck up and not save too? No, it just kicks you out to oh, the game, okay. and then you have to oh, click okay. continue play, right? You take you out to the thing. Um, I did save. Like, every opportunity I had to save, <laughs> I saved. Um, That's good. <laughs> and, like, okay, so you, you talk to the, the main guy after he says, are you down for anything? And then you respond, I'm down to clown. And then you start having, like, a nightmare, and then you wake up looking like a zombie. Like, if you look at your character health meter, that tells you how much health you actually have outside of, like, the red bar. It shows how much damage you have taken, and you look like a skeleton, basically. You're one like hit from part. death, yes. When you wake up, like, you're basically a skeleton. You get the elixir, which you can combine items, exotic, just letting you know that. I you did can combine know that. items. I did know that. <laughs> which I want to attack. I want to attack the bag item thing, because it was so weird. I had to put stuff in storage, and then when I ran into something that I needed to, I had to run back, find where oh, I had to go to storage yep. to grab what I needed. So I'm shipping things around. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So my question was, why was there a bag limit? Like, I'm already carrying enough stuff that I shouldn't be able to carry. But then it wasn't like a roulette wheel. You had to set things on the first row, B, Y, and X. And if you didn't have it in there, you couldn't use it. Yeah, you'd have to move it to, like, your usable inventory. It was very weird, like your hotkeys, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you could also use things from your inventory, like you could pull it physically. Yeah, pull no, your yeah, you could pull have to go in there and actually select and then it. Use, but for me, it's just like I'm so used to. I guess I'm just a, I guess I'm just baby now in games where it's just like if you pick something that's story related, it doesn't prompt you to hold it in your hand to use it in the story. It automatically just removes it from your inventory to do the the the, the thing, right? So like mixing the tea for your wife. Not, I, I think probably why I had the longest amount of gameplay out of you guys was I didn't like the first couple of minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? I have the things in my hand. Just give her the medicine. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? And then when I go into the inventory, I'm like, oh, it says combine. And I'm like, okay, here you go. That's how you combine. What do you mean? Even it. then, you'd have to stand in like a specific spot to get it to work. Because yeah. like if you yeah. stood at like the edge of the bed, it wouldn't do it. If it, you stood like wouldn't. at the top of the bed, it wouldn't work. You had to stand like kind of in the middle. Yeah, and I'm like, golly. So I'm like, okay. So then I wrote, my wife is sick, so I go to witch doctor, a witch doctor, and boom, witch shit happens. And I'm just like, yeah, pretty much. 
what else is going to happen? <laughs> You're going to this necromancer who's like, are you down for clowning? And he's like, fuck yeah, I am. I want to bring my wife that I've only been with a year. I'm sorry, a year? I know this is olden times and, you know, you weren't really designed to live that long because the medical practices were fucking shit and no one washed their hands back in the day. But damn, like, nah, no one's worth anything for a year. Like, you, you die and you die and GG at this point. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, again, back to the, the why do I have to clip something to use it? Again, I really hated it. Um, and then I wrote here, this is just me attacking myself. I'm a, usually a logical person, and I kind of, like, figure things out. But when I'm playing my game, I kind of want to be dumb. And that's the reason why, like, games like The Witcher, as much as I love them, it's too much for me to immerse myself because like in the witcher like if you're going to go fight a, like a vampire you have to coat your sword in different like kind of ointment to do more damage to the vampire which makes perfect sense but it's too much brain power for me wanting to be dumb and i hate i hate games that require me to use too much of my brain to do something i do it at work every day i fix computers for a living so i don't want to use my brain when i'm playing the game so i wrote that down um, so the next thing I wrote there, if, um, like I said, if it's on my person, why do I need to equip it? Shouldn't need to do that. Why? When you die, you get kicked out of the game. Um, I don't like it. So yes, I did give the dude downstairs inside the room, the rope. And then he closes the door and you can't go back in there. Like, like first, first, this is what gets me. And I find it fucking hilarious. <laughs> you cut the rope down. You cut the rope down. The monster falls. <laughs> you go downstairs. Basically, either you juke the monster, pick up the rope, and run, which is on the limited, around monsters, which is as tells you in the game. Like, oh, man, I feel so fatigued around monsters. Makes, makes no fucking sense. Exotic, you're right. So I yeah, give the rope dumb. to this weird dude, and I'm just like, okay, great. Good thing you didn't get the gun because it's fucking, it sucks. So it's like a Rolodex. So it's not like you point and shoot. You gotta like t you gotta like roll the controller around in a sense to point where you want to shoot, and then you gotta shoot, and then it's not automatically loading. So it's not a real. It's like a it's an old fashioned old timey gun, and then it's like you're in the middle of a fight. The monster's on your ass, and this <laughs> over here. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm just oh okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Philly <laughs> <laughs> is showing. Damn it. <laughs> There's the Philly. <laughs> oh, oh man! Um, tell me, tell me where. There, there's the Philly. Sorry, this is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so upset by the flintlock pistol. Oh my god! See, I'm see you're over here complaining. I'm jealous. I never got to use it. I just had to run from everything. I, I like, wanted man. to give light, uh, like a genuine, like me using and immersing myself as playing. So I played as like I played more than a thirty minute allotted. I don't know how much I actually played. Um, but you my daughter was there. Three, I think. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. So you get the gun, <sighs> and you're running from the monster, and you're loading the pistol <laughs> while trying to run. And the monsters, I feel, is just a little bit faster. There's, like, these brain blobs that are in the basement in the kitchen area. And they kind of do, like, an EOE, like a, like a, like a, a spurse attack. Like, they, get, they shoot out tentacles. And, like, if you're in that surrounding area, I'm like, oh, they're stationary monsters. I could just dip them. No, I got cornered 
by all of them. And that was a day I died that way. I, I died by getting cornered by all these brain things in the kitchen. And I'm just like, what sense does this make? Okay, great. I did figure out the baby puzzle. So there was a note in the basement that tells you what symbol represents a word, right? Each symbol represents a word. And I forgot what the word was. So you had to put the symbols in the in the actual um order of what the the wordage was on top of um on top of of the the picture so that that was just for you to know that, like, that's what you you're supposed to do um once you give the rope to the guy he <laughs> tells you how to get into the witch doctor's office which is a tunnel like a little port it's a picture that you got to go through that then is a tunnel that leads you back into his room right so I, I kind of was just like, all right, great, cool. That's all fun and dandy, but I kill. I still wanted to explore. I didn't want to jump into the story too much um, and move too fast. So I was just like, let me start exploring. There's a lot of things inside the actual place. I do like the pictures and the ambience that they had there. Um, I don't like when you look at the, the monument that's in the center of the room, the main corridor area where you go to like different areas of the house. If you look it at it, it just it changes but the when you look at it the, t- the the thing doesn't say that it changed it it says the same thing when you looked at it when it's regular which kind of threw me like off the I'm just like on the yeah the description doesn't change same plaque different statue yeah same plaque different It'd be statue cool if it had a different plaque you're like oh yeah. this is totally different yeah like he, he your character does mention it and be like oh you know that's different oh there's a monster here and, like, for the longest, I thought, like, okay, you cool. You could dodge and, and then slice and then dodge and slice. But it was just, like, like at the end of it was, I said, the story is definitely something I would be into just because of, like, the, the I guess, like, the darkness of it where it's just, like, you know, I'm glad that um, uh, Winston said that it, it, no, there's no happy ending. That's fine with me. I don't like playing games that always have a happy ending because guess what? Life doesn't have one. So sometimes you got to look at it and take for what you can from the experience. So I'm kind of, I'm glad. And I, I think I am going to finish it just for me to finish it and say that I did. Um, but I also wow. felt like 2D isn't my real spot. Like top down games like that really isn't my thing. I think that's what we do to like, we kind of grew out of the top down games. Like for instance, like, um, Winston's one of Winston's favorite games is uh Hades. It's still it's it's kind of top down, but it's better designed. Like I feel like the graphics look beautiful for Hades. Like the way like especially um one of my favorite weapons is like these gauntlets that you have and you punch and just like the punching animation just looks beautiful. And I felt like if this game had just an upgraded like style art style and not as pixelated as it was that I probably probably would have immersed myself a little more and played more. Um, it was a good game in sense of story base. It was just like the mechanics were just a little outdated for what the game actually is. Like if you want to make a game in this time and age, I feel like cool. That's great. If you want to do some stuff that isn't fully like modern and like, Oh, here's your, you know, like link who has a freaking like a, <laughs> like a damn bag that leads to nowhere that can hold like uh, thousands of arrows. I'm not asking for that, but I'm like, bro, holding nine things. <laughs> Come on. You do get the fire poker or the fire um, tongs. And then you pull something out of the fire, by the way, just letting you know that. Which, um, I did do that. 
Yep. Yes, great, cool. Um, I was trying to figure out how to get the saber without dying. There's a way to do it, but I ha I didn't figure out what that mechanic was. Um, I was able to go to the basement. I did fix the elevator because um, you had to get different parts for for the There's mechanic no piece to actually work. There, yeah, did, did you? Yeah. <laughs> nope. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I was running around, and I'm like, I went to all these areas. I found all these little pieces, things that helped me, more elixir. Um, I just, I was running around. Again, this is more for light. I, I fully wanted to, like, if someone tells me, hey, play this game, I'm not going to play it for like two minutes and then let my bias be like, oh, this is horrible. Put it down. I try my best to fully understand it, to see what other people like about the game. So then I could be like, oh, great. I can see where you stand, but I'm definitely not over the fence with you, sir. Um, but like I said, I think I might finish this one. But yeah, I, I mean, I still have my complaints. Good game story-wise, but just still complaints on how the, like how you progress through it and if there's no direction, it, I get lost easily, and then my ADHD starts kicking in, and then next thing you know, what's the point of the main story if you give me full range? Um, which it doesn't, because it kind of locks you until you do certain steps. But overall, like you know, good good choice. Just not a many thing. I mean, soybean thing. Um, well, I guess before Lifefire gets into his thing, did you figure out how to heal yourself? Yes. So you combo the elixir, right? Yes. So you get no. I like I did too. <laughs> and then you got to use it. Like you have to yep. use it. So then you you see him drink it. Like it's a cool it's a cute little animation that he does when he drinks the elixir. Um, but if you combo like some half vial ones and then make a larger one, so it heals you even better. Yeah, I always did that. I actually Man. had to store some because I found a ton. <clears throat> I had like three and a half bottles worth of healing stuff. Now it's time for the pro, the gaming god himself, <laughs> Light Fire. <laughs> so I did the same uh, save mode as uh, Soybean there with the unlimited saves. I did not bother with uh, limited because I was like, I don't want to deal with that stress. Uh, Winston, what did you go with there, by the way? I went with limited saves. I wanted the hey. proper experience. So we got a 50-50 split. Um. So I also, um, you know, there was a whole whole courting thing. Um, I'll be honest, the little cutscenes that they did were actually really well done for the uh, mm -hmm. the pixel yeah. art style that they were going for. Um, and for for all that, um, soybean was uh, like, oh, it's it's a little too pixelated. It's a little bit archaic. Um, that was actually kind of designed that way. Like they intentionally. One with a more classic style one. Uh, that's where the Resident Evil and Silent Hill inspirations come in as well, mechanically as well as in theme. Um, but unlike everyone else, it took me about 45 minutes to figure out how to heal. Because <laughs> I was like, I knew this. I have this potion. <laughs> I know I have this potion. I know it's supposed to heal me. But, like, just clicking use isn't working. Um, like, pushing, uh, like, putting it into the B slot and pushing A doesn't make it do anything. So I just spent about, like, the first 40 minutes outside of the intro um, running around on one hit point, which meant I got really good at dodging things. Um, it wasn't until, like, God. I was, like, three or four save rooms in that I realized how to heal because I looked up a video because I'm like, I'm pretty sure this isn't right. And so, yeah, I went and found out eventually how to heal. Um, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this changes everything. 
Um, <laughs> like everyone else, I did also die trying to get to the saber. Um, I did it about, or hey. attempted to do it three times. I was like, my first time, oh, okay, maybe I just missed a tripwire somewhere. So I went in and I was a little bit more cautious. Like, okay, didn't work, uh, or I didn't see anything. So I grab it and I tried to juke the uh, the spike trap. Like I, I ran forward nope. and then back, did nothing. Forward then back, did nothing. So then it was sprinted and then it, you know, got me. And then the third time, I went and I tried to do something similar with the fire poker. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe it's like an Indiana Jones kind of thing, and, and still didn't work. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna leave the saber alone then. But I did get the gun. Uh, I also did do the chef's knife. Um, am I the only one who solved the puzzle in the uh, on the painting then? No, wait. No. I mean, you just said that you did it. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, did the same thing. Went and we, uh, I got the heart lock box because you needed a piece there. Um, I did not give the guy downstairs the rope. Um, so what I did was I got the rope and I was running around. Uh, I went past the room that he was in uh, and I went down to like there was a house or a room in the middle. I mm -hmm. went down in there and I went down the, uh, uh, there was a little uh, hatch, I think, or something like a little ladder. Um, yeah, no, no, that's after this. That was in the spiral key room. I did find the spiral key. I don't know if you ever found that soybean. No. No. All right. So I did remember finding the spiral key. I don't remember where it was. Uh, but I remember getting it. Um, but I found that if you go into the spiral key door, um, there was a, a corridor that you run along. And then you reach the end, you climb up, and it's that room that the uh, the guy who had the rope was in. Except he's not, or who the guy who was requesting the rope uh, was in, but he wasn't there. But that's kind of where I left off, um, to backtrack there. Um, so I went and I found the baby dungeon. Did you find the baby dungeon, Soybean? <laughs> The baby dungeon? <laughs> yeah, so there was a dungeon full of babies, like demon babies. As well, um, the there was individual cells that had, like, children's toys and train tracks. And there were, um, like, the word blocks, uh, the letter blocks. And they were spread out to say words like hell and die and kill me. Do you mean those it rooms was very... where the monsters were in? Because I gave a doll, a, I gave a girl a doll who was crying. Did you guys do that? I did do that, yes. Okay. But that was like way earlier in the intro. Oh no, like this was this was after I solved the wall puzzle. Um, so yeah, I solved the wall puzzle and I ended up progressing and I found a, a dungeon where there was jail cells and uh, you hear crying. And you go into like one of the rooms, and there's a ba uh, like a demon baby that you have to kill because otherwise it kills you. Um, and then once you leave that room, there's suddenly a whole lot more enemies around, and they're all these demon babies. Uh, so that was I was like, mm, this is a little off-putting. Um, so yeah, I killed a, a lot of children uh, in this in the name of love. Um, but where I ended up actually leaving off, because once I was done with that, uh, at one point I remember finding an old man in a hole, except he's not an old man anymore. Um, the game calls him old man, but he's like some weird spider creature that hides in the hole. And he's asking about the girl in the uh, that you just mentioned there, so I mean, the girl who's in like the hole in the bathroom in the wall. And he was like, have you, have you seen the girl? And I'm, and I was like, no, no, I haven't seen the girl, even though I've seen the girl. But I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to tell him. So I was like, no, I haven't seen the girl. He's like, you're lying. I'm going to go find her. And he disappears back in his hole. 
And then as you go up towards the main corridor again, the girl, uh, I'm presuming it's the same girl because she's sitting on top of a cabinet. She's like, why did you lie to him about me? You shouldn't have lied. You're a bad man about this. And I was like, what the hell are we going on about here? So you gotta give um, people the... rope. <laughs> <Dang> myself. <laughs> um, but uh... where I ended up leaving off was I found the spiral key and I was using that to open up some doors and such. And uh, I ended up going down uh, the tunnel to that room where the man with the rope was. Uh, there was something kind of pick up there. I don't recall. But then <laughs> I was running down. I did find the spiral uh, key. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay. But then I ran back down the ladder without it. Yeah. But I, uh, I went, I went up to the room where the man with the rope requesting was. Um, I grabbed something. I don't recall what it was. And then I was running down the uh, the hallway, and then there was like this big thump and rumble. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So then I kept progressing a little bit further, and the hallway suddenly extends in ways that it hadn't before, and it starts having like blood piles and flesh. Um, and then there was, like, this creepy arachnid spider creature that just attacks him. I, I struggled, and I did uh, mo a lot of damage to it, but it eventually killed me. And I was like, hmm, spiders. I don't do spiders. And I looked at my playtime, and I was on, like, an hour and 25 minutes. So I was like, that's... I'll call that good for the moment. Because so, I had other things I was trying to do that day as well. But that's what my experience was. Uh-huh. I, I, all in all, I I did enjoy it. Um, I may eventually go back to it. I am, of course, in a single-player game re renaissance, and I have other things that I'm a touch more committed to at the moment. But I did enjoy it. Um, I thought it was a decent game, and considering that it was for free, uh, I didn't have an issue with it overly. Uh, for themes, horror is, again, not really my style. Uh, survival is not really my style either. But I didn't mind it. Um, the bag space system was a lot. I always hate when games uh, limit you on bag space, but expect you to be able to carry things to use in other areas, mm -hmm. but not give you the space to pick up anything else in between. Uh, once I figured out how to heal, the game was a lot more entertaining. Uh, not be <laughs> one shot from death. <laughs> That's so awesome. I, I appreciate that the three of you figured it out immediately, and I couldn't. Well, you guys figured out how to get the weapon. I couldn't, so I mean, you know, we all have our have all have our thing. I think, I mean, overall, I besides didn't fight no the... demon baby, at least in this well, game. Well, I, I, fuck, I did you fight the blobs? Did you fight the blobs downstairs? I, I saw the yeah, blobs. Fight a couple of the I blobs. I hate those things. I They're annoying. They're the only thing that ever hit me. I only got hit besides the besides the spike trap. I only got hit one time total, and it was from one of those things. I went. Oh, they're not yep. just sitting there. They actually do an AOE attack. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll stay away from that is now. quite literally my did, experience. Did you eventually see me once and I was like, okay, I will leave those alone forever. Although it was very unlightfire of you to die three times to the, to the spike trap because I died once. Then I went back, picked up the saber. I saw the holes in the ground and I went, you know, I don't think there's anything I could do here that'll stop me from getting killed. So I'm going to leave now. <laughs> well, because the third time I did something similar um, where I was trying to do, like, the fire poker and replace it Indiana Jones style. And I'm, I'm glad I'm not, I wasn't the only one to think of that. Because I was like, that looks Saber-esque. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Was... Yeah. 
the shooting was abysmal. I was not a fan. I mostly swung Dang. around with a kitchen knife. So, yep. So jealous. Yeah. I don't know what because, that was like. <laughs> because as uh, it was mentioned, yeah, it's it's a full 360 circle around your character. And the way that you aim is you move the right stick around. But mm-hmm. it's super finicky. If you are even slightly off-center from what you're targeting, uh, I found that the shot most of the time missed. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yes, it, it is. is a flintlock pistol, so you have to like spam the right trigger in order for it to you know start reloading it and then uh, get it ready to shoot again. Plus, ammunition wasn't all that um, plentiful, I found, um, yeah. which is probably by design. Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time just swinging around with a kitchen knife and and it wasn't even dodging. like I, for as hard as it is to use it. Sorry for cutting you off, but for as hard as it is to use it, it's not as effect. It's not like a one shot. Oh, you have a bolt, you have a gun, so bang, he's dead. No, it still took like two shots sometimes. And I'm like two shots, well, three rather, shots, yeah, yeah. I'm like I, I mean, rather just you cut, initially cut find them. only six bullets, so. That's two, three enemies if you hit every shot. I, I found a That's, lot of bullets. Well, I mean, in the initial yeah, room, because I, I didn't find more, because I'm, I'm bad at these kind of games. I just I suck. I'm bad at looking for things. Just the kind of games where it's like, find every item and put them in the hole, and, you know, there you go. No, I, I can't. Just not that kind. Of, I'm just not into those kind of games. But... I mean, my daughter thought it was cool. She was just like, "What are you playing?" And I was just like, "A game with my from my friends." And she was just like, "It's actually weird." And I'm like, "I know it's weird." And she was just like, "Keep playing it." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, I got you." So she was watching Powerpuff Girls while I was, you know, being mangled in a corner by tentacle monsters. So yeah, my son would have done that. He, he I would have. You know, but like keep playing. I'm like, okay. And then I ran around for a half hour, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. And he's like, no, no, keep playing. And I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, from a story, like if they if there was a little different, like you know, I will love. I like I like the story. I like the the, the eeriness of, you know, the the how the you go in there and it looks so nice and peaceful, homey. Like dude says, make yourself at home, right? You know what I mean? And then like the that little animation portion when you are trying to make yourself at home and you go to go did anyone figure out why she left the ring? Like was that ever explained? Because she's like, I don't take my ring off or something like that. She said like she worded it like it was you who took the ring off. I don't know. Did she mention it? Because I thought you just said something along the lines of like when you found the wedding ring, you're like, oh she doesn't yeah, take you, off. You go find her and you talk to her and then she's like she says something anything. about the ring. I swear she did. Did she? I thought she just silent turned around looking creepy and walked into the darkness and then you got hurt for yeah, no reason. I mean, which makes no sense because then it looked no, like you kind of got tied magic, up on your bed. <laughs> what kind of thing is what kind of what is what is like telling us to play? I'm like, whoa, geez, Louise. But <laughs> Yeah. Overall, I mean, it's good to know. Good to know. All I learned from this episode is I am, I truly am bad at looking for things. <laughs> you guys found everything, and I did find it. It was, it was very much a find a thing, hold on to it until it seems relevant kind of game. Yep. Or yeah, but then they call everything story. a mechanism, and then I'm like, 
that and then you walk up to a thing and he's like hmm look at this mechanism and i'm like okay and i throw the thing in there and it's like not this mechanism you'll be a dumbass i'm like oh well shit. <laughs> well you know what you can't tell me that the door is locked so fuck you who's the real idiot here <laughs> if you, get the key, you can get to a lot of more places like a lot of the stuff was locked behind doors so if like, you can get outside the door you i felt like you were perfectly fine but it's like if you can't get outside the door or you can't access certain things, I can see where you would be like, okay, cool, I'm missing things. It was just a, the layout. Okay, what's my next step? At least gives me like an objective list. You know what I mean? Not just. I don't, I don't know. know. We're just we're too stupid for these kind of games, I guess. We're not clearly old enough. <laughs> like, I I was I I grew up with trash 3d platformers on gamecube and ps2 so these just open games where it's like okay go do the thing i just i don't know <laughs> what do you want from me i don't know what the fuck i'm doing you don't know what i'm about no i, I grew up on pokemon and pokemon's basically a linear like if you if you didn't follow the steps beforehand like you can't move forward so yeah but but i mean can you imagine you go to like the third gym and it's like Oh, you can't enter the third gym. It's like, why not? Well, all the way back in Palatown, in the basement of your neighbor's house, there's a key. You got to no. go get that oh, key. No. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, or, yeah, sorry. No. This will work in some sort of mechanism. And then you walk into the third gym, and it's like, this looks like a mechanism. And you put in the thing well, for the mechanism. It's like, no, 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 no. That's the mechanism for the sixth gym. You got to find the one for the third gym. Oh, you go okay. To you need to get the Silfco key and the Silfco key in that one area where Team Rocket was. Like, if you didn't pick it up, you wouldn't have known that you needed it to unlock certain parts of the Silfco area. So it can make it a lot easier to you to come in and out of the building and, and get access to different areas. So I'm used to, like, grabbing stuff. But then here we go. That's Pokemon. Like, you had to actually go and make sure it was in your um your actual inventory box but by gen 2 gen 2 they updated it so then each area had its own little bag so then like not everything's all in your inventory which is called progression and i don't understand why magically i wasn't able to like you know auto use something because the game said i couldn't i wanted to fight it like no joke but it, it fight be the game. yeah all right, so I figured to wrap out this segment, I wanted to just talk about a couple of the reviews that people have posted and then just our finishing closing thoughts on it. Uh, so I took a look on the Xbox uh, game store there and looked at their reviews. Uh, there is not enough ratings for there to be an average rating. Uh, when I looked up uh, one-star reviews, there was only two. Uh, one of them is another gold turd boring, um, so just very hmm. troll. And the other one is uh, complaining about how the game keeps freezing. Uh, I looked up oh. two-star reviews, and there's uh, a one two-star review, and it's one person who's just confused about what he has to do. Like when I looked at three-star reviews, and there's one three-star review where one person is confused about what they have to do. <laughs> Four-star reviews, uh, we have a couple there. Uh, so one of them was called Easy, but very nice settings and gameplay. The game's uh, str strength lies in its atmosphere. Uh, dark and horrifying. For someone who played too many games of that genre, it was easy, but since the items are limited, you do have to take it seriously, which I think most people would agree with here. Mm -hmm. um, 
There was another one, four star, couldn't stop playing. Great atmosphere slash music, loved the puzzles and very little hand holding. Could have a little bit more challenging combat. Thank you for the pleasant experience. Uh, we so have another one like here. Everything we hate. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, good old uh, another four star. Good old school throwback. Dot dot dot. With too much aimless wandering. Great mis- Great atmosphere though. I agree. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say that there was aimless wandering. It always felt like you were progressing or searching for something. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, then the last. Go ahead. Well, he, I think what he means by aimless wandering is just like, it's not telling you, like, unless you stumble upon something, how do you know you need to collect all those puzzle pieces, right? Like, the, for the, and then if you don't read everything you pick up and like spam A, how do you know that each of those symbols represented a different word that then is what helps you do that puzzle for the picture? No, yeah, that's, I mean, I do kind of agree with the aimless wandering kind of a bit. I mean, the first bit, you know, you're just exploring all the rooms, but then once you get the shit, and this is where I got stuck, was like I explored all the rooms to the best of my ability, which clearly wasn't enough because I didn't get the chef's you know, knife or anything. But then you're just like, okay, I have all these items. I don't know where any of them go. Hmm. And you're just walking around trying to like see if something clicks. And I spent about 10 or 15 minutes doing that. And I was like, I just, I don't understand. I don't get it. So, I mean, it happens. It'd be, it'd be like that. Mm-hmm. The last of the four-star reviews available. Uh, it's a good game. A lot better than most horror games nowadays. Highly recommend if you like horror games with a good story. Very basic review. Uh, but it's the most recent of the reviews. Not and then I looked at the five stars. Seven or eight? Jeez. <laughs> good, so good I looked at the five stars. Fuck them. Yeah. And there is probably the most five star ratings. Uh, there is a total of, it looks like eight five star right. ratings. So like a total of like 16 ratings all in all. Uh, the, this is the one that I think pretty much sums up what I was hoping for though. Uh, Pixel, Pixel, Resident Evil slash Silent Hill. As the headline states, this is exactly what you expect it would be. Though it says it's a tad bit easier than those games, even on hard, but it doesn't stop you from getting your fill of the same survival horror experience that those games had to offer. Unless a lack of voice acting or retro game graphics is too much for you, Lamentum is easily 8 to 10 out of 10. It just depends on what you're into, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next five-star rating, and there will be blood. It's an old-school RE-style uh, survival game with some Lovecraft and Silent Hill for seasoning. Solid game, well worth the price if you like this type of stuff. Looking forward to more like this. Uh, there's another one, just survival horror at its best. Well done for its genre. Um, nice horror game, very good indeed. Uh, I almost played through this game in one sitting. Uh, I don't actually know how long this game is. Uh, I didn't didn't see anything anywhere about how long the game took. Uh, but this one, they said that they could do it almost in one sitting. This one is a painful one to read. Uh, so it's called Fun and Glory, uh, Gory, and it's verbatim. Uh, it's fun for a 2D game. I like monster music's good. Uh, it's really gory. Make a sequel. That'd be nice. <laughs> Five hours. 
Yeah, about five, five hours, hours for a long play. Um, about an hour ten. You could be at about an hour ten speed run. Yeah, if you want to be a completionist, it says nine nine and a half hours. Main story plus extra, you're looking at six hours and forty five minutes. Just the main story is five hours and fifteen minutes. I think I would love to see Winston do a speed run then if it's uh, short enough to speed run like that. Winston, do a speed run. Do a, do a barrel roll. Winston's the oh, only streamer of the I'm four of us. I'm too pissed off at this stupid fucking puppy. <laughs> You're not even paying attention. You're playing Destiny. I am paying attention. There was an 8 out of 10 review. You want me to speed run since the game is relatively short, which in my research of Lamentum, I also found if you do a full all four endings playthrough, it's about five and a half hours. If you're doing just a run to get through the story, it's about an hour 10. Once you figure everything out. Yeah. Overall, what do you guys think? It's all right. Um, like, I might go back to it at some point, but y'all already know I have quite a long backlog to get through, so I don't know when I'll get back around to it. I am interested, um, like, because the endings, with what little context I have, seem interesting, but I would like to know, like, the further implications of some of them, and I feel like I'm missing some of the impact of some of the endings since I did just watch the endings to talk about them in case we were going to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's just not for me. I'm too stupid That's for games fair. like this. <laughs> like, I like my games like I like my coffee. Linear? Simple? Yeah, with cream. Oh. Oh no. Cream and this sugar. Game didn't have a huge amount of achievements either. Mm -mm. I got two. It has 19 achievements total. Good job for keeping your wife alive and welcome to hell. I think are like the two I got. <laughs> so basically, start the game. <laughs> Good job. Ooh. You know, dying without saving should have been an achievement, but you know, unfortunately, it wasn't. And I just lost thirty minutes of progress for no reason. But yeah, I found that it was an interesting uh, game, all in all. It was kind of what I expected. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, when I read that it was like two D Victorian, I would almost say that it's not really two D, but it's um top down three quarter perspective uh, with two D elements. True, true, true. Um, it's not it's not a true top down experience. Um it's not a two D side scrolling platform experience. It is a um picture like three quarter perspective Diablo. Um not like three D Diablo, but still two D pixelated. Um the sprites have a left facing, a right facing, and a top facing. Um mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was what I anticipated it, uh, looking at the uh, at the description. Uh, I thought it was uh, pretty decently executed for how much mm -hmm. I played. Any other closing thoughts? I think it was great. Like I said, uh, it's one of those ones where if I kind of want to play something that isn't um, too mainstream, like a AAA game, that's definitely something I probably would pick up and probably complete it just to get a full 
um, understanding of it and better, you know, feeling of the game outside of like a limited storage space and needing to store stuff in a storage box with ink. And if you put the ink inside there, you can't say it's just letting you know that because that happened. <laughs> just letting you know that. <laughs> yep. It pulled out like, and then select it. And then why can I save? Because ink wasn't in my inventory or in my top. You, if it's not in your little top three or top, yeah, top three, it won't work either. Yep. No, you have sense. to be actually holding it when you walk mm -hmm. up to the table to save. It's mm -hmm. kind of a pain. Yeah, but, definitely agree. But yeah, so I guess is, my other uh, question on this one: Should we ever uh, reinstate the podcast on its full former glory? Would anyone be interested in doing episodes like this again? I like it. Yes, pretty good. Yes, we should okay. just put a wheel game, game reviews. And, yeah, put a wheel of games, and then at that point, it's fair for everyone. Yeah, yeah, we just also have to make sure that they didn't cost money. I went to pick a game that was free to play for a reason. And thank you. Today's sponsor is sponsored by FeetFinder.com. Don't have money? FeetFinder.com. Someone out there want to see your toes, so show them. FeetFinder.com. You literally said that like an hour ago. <laughs> I have to remind them every hour. You always, gotta, you always have to do sponsors. You know, my, yeah, man, we haven't done the Squarespace forget. one. You can never forget. Squarespace. He's getting too talking corporate about for me. Sponsor. Spare Squarespace. You ever had an issue creating a website about your feet? Squarespace.com. Thank you for sponsoring this, this podcast. <laughs> don't know, how, don't oh know how to make a website? Masterclass. <laughs> but with that said, I hope you enjoyed this next song, which will be Life is a Highway. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. Which version, the original or the Rascal Flats cover? Uh, the one from Tom Cochran. Yes, the original. Uh, the original. <laughs> 